0: Hey, y'all, Monday, March the 20th, uh, when this first airs, and uh, I think it's right on the cusp of uh, the northern northern hemisphere going into spring. But I don't know if everybody's feeling it. I talked to my mom back in Atlanta. She says it's cold. When I was there earlier, it was warm. So, uh, oh, it's climate change because it's always changing. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about that as I harvested almost 40 pounds of carrots over the weekend. What? It's winter, Robert. How is that possible? We'll talk about that as well. Uh, We've got a lot to do on the air today as uh, we crank up our almost, well, our broadcast weekday show. I was on, I had a a new hour for you on Sunday. Super Don's got me doing something I wasn't used to doing, but we'll talk about that as well. Uh, But Sally Saxon's going to join us in hour one. There's a new book out I'd love for you to pick up, COVID-19 vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccines and beyond what the medical industrial complex is not telling us, including James Thorpe, MD, who we interviewed a while back as well. Terrific information uh, with Sally this hour. And then second hour, our simulcast on Brideon.tv, my good friend April Bowden. We hope that we have her back on. And we'll talk about the uh, new documentary film Spellers, uh, about a a brand new, I say brand new, but it's newer to us as far as a technique to work with children on the spectrum. It's extraordinary. And uh, the Michael Chronicles, a new uh, book series that she's put out, April Bowden. That and a whole lot more. Share the show, robertscabell.com slash listen. And let's crank this up for healing and health freedom right about now.
1: The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: All right. I just got to start by talking about the weather. Why would I do that? I mean, I don't want to ruin the show or anything, but I have to say I was just on a training with uh, friends from Canada about copper, teaching them about it. And I had people from all over Canada, including some that were in Florida, not Canadians, but some other people that were there. And uh, he was one of my buddies was talking about, he's, he's wearing like a heavy coat and a scarf. And I'm like, what? you know, what's going on down there in Florida? Yeah. Well, it was 51 degrees this morning. It's right now. It's like in the sixties. And I'm like, I remember that super Don remembers when I was hanging out there complaining about when it got below 70. And yet today, well, I, over the weekend, my wife and I harvested the rest of the wintering carrots from our garden. And it's, it's about 40 pounds or more of, of carrots. Super Don's got pictures we can show you, but they were covered in just healthy mud and soil. Uh, that I was like, we can clean them up in the sink and just lose all that soil or I could go outside and deal with it. There they are, there's some pictures. That was after I hosed them off. So I was out this morning after my workout. It's in the 40s and it's rainy and I cranked up the hose, I opened it up and uh, I was in my shorts out in the 40s hosing the carrots off Super Don and I wasn't having a problem at all. It's like, what a difference a few years makes from the thin Florida blood to high desert mountain cold that doesn't seem to affect me the same way. You've become, you've become a mountain man (laughs) and how much grizzly Adams there. Look at those carrots, man. Some monsters. What do you think those are worth? Those are probably worth more than federal reserve notes at this point. You think so? Well, I mean, you see what's happening with the bank.
2: They keep doing what they're doing. huh?
0: Yeah. Just bail them out with carrots. That's right. I can bail them out with my carrots. (laughs) Anyway, good stuff. And uh, we, uh, I think about 5% of them I'm guesstimating uh, that went bad over the winter in the, in the, and that's not bad considering. And it's like, I don't know if some of them got thawed and refroze or whatever, but for the most part, amazing survivability across the uh, winter snow and pulling the carrots up uh, right at the end of winter in the early spring here. Uh, so uh, we broke out the juicer. My wife's working on that. We're going to have a lot of carrot juice. If I turn orange, like my glasses, <laughs>
2: you <don't> know why. <laughs> You keep eating those carrots, you won't need the glasses, right?
0: That's right, right? There you, Bugs Bunny. So I, I'm excited now, Super Why did you have me do a a new show on Sunday? Uh, you That was a different thing. I, I wasn't you like you were yeah, on. Yeah,
2: we're um. I, I'm I'm thinking about changing things up a little bit because I know a lot of a lot of people. You know, it's funny because Sunday is like the least
0: watched show yeah <laughs> the, and the week home in, and you know
2: in quite often what we've done is we've done like a best of you know type thing or something like that on the weekend so a lot of people have kind of tuned out the show on sunday so uh i thought well let's let's change some things up so moving forward sundays are no longer going to be encores uh it's going to be uh at least one hour maybe sometimes two yeah. of, of a new show uh on sundays It'll be either just, you know, Robert or Robert and I or Robert and a guest, you know, kind of like what we do during the week. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be a one hour, probably one hour, more than two hours. I think Sundays we may do like a one hour show. Okay. Um, this is the, the kind of the direction I'm leaning, but it's going to be new content every week now with with some exceptions, of course, you know, if it's like a holiday or or whatever. Well, going and on, our, whatever our GCN always,
0: radio show still has content there, but that's... GCN separate. will
2: do best ofs, yeah, um, and, but uh, on our Rumble and our social media and over on the website... It'll be just like it is today. It'll be a new a new show. It'll be pre recorded, but it'll be a new show.
0: Yeah. Um, did you give access to our patron supporters to the video that I did? Uh, I was so exhausted by Saturday night when I recorded. Dude,
2: I yeah, I was I was on limited resources yeah. over the weekend. I, I I managed to get it. Uh, get yeah. it up on on the air but i did not get the video uploaded
0: well i was just thinking you know as i as i said i was going to do a quick hit on the news i was like super don said 56 minutes if i can give him 10 i'll, I'll be new i know
2: you made me laugh because you start off well i'm just here to do a quick hit on the news and i'm like yeah. a 56 yeah. minute quick hit on the news it Probably
0: wasn't not. well you know the thing is uh, it, it, there was a story that stimulated that 56 minutes and it was primarily about uh, not enough antibiotics down the pike kind of thing oh yeah um, that's a subject that uh, is near and dear to my heart, how to not have to use antibiotics like I uh, shared many times that my kids have never had them. And I went into a little bit more detail on that, as well as uh, uh, me resorting to an antibiotic some years ago after I'd given up on them because there was a crisis and I didn't have the ability to access my room. I remember that. Yeah. So I shared a bit about that, and that will, you know, of course, either destroy my credibility with you or acknowledge and endear you to me or vice versa. Go, oh, look, he's honest about if something didn't work, he was using allopathic medicine once. It's like, I've never discarded it totally. My point is use it appropriately and judiciously, if at all. And if you can find a way to not need it, you're better off. So if you guys want to download later the Sunday broadcast, it, it's it's all new. Uh, y'all check it out. Uh, we have... Um, We're still banned on YouTube, even though they put, who do they put back on there? I think uh, President, uh, what's his name, Trump? Trump. Who might be arrested tomorrow or something? They
2: reinstated, according to what I read, his uh, YouTube channel.
0: If you can reinstate Trump, why can't you reinstate RSB? I know, right? To YouTube. We lost, you know, hundreds of hours of shows uh, that they probably still have if they'd ever reinstate us. And I would just, I don't care about YouTube so much as what they have, you know, and I'd like to get it back because we are on Rumble where they don't. They don't censor us, and I, I like wonder that, if I they.
2: Um, I wonder if that's what they do. If they reinstated, you get. They. I mean, do they still have all of that stuff okay, after? Yeah. No,
0: they don't. They don't delete it. They. They have it all. Yeah, they're okay. not short on on storage space. <laughs>
2: they, you they know, the problem know. is, is that if they reinstated it, everything that we had, it would still be technically stuff that is going against their terms of service. So yeah, I don't know how they would do that exactly.
0: Well, what do they do with Trump? Right. Uh, so I don't know exactly. what
2: he had. I, I think when they banned him, it wasn't because he put content out there that that violated, you know, a bunch of video years of videos. Okay. I think it was after the whole like. January 6th thing or something, you know, so they so I don't know. I mean, it would be great if they did, but yeah. I'm not holding my breath,
0: not holding our breath. No, we're not. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, headline reads that the defender, Pfizer and CDC withheld evidence of myocarditis after covid shots. New documents revealed. And, of course, these are some of the reasons why we were banned on YouTube. Various times off of Facebook and uh, various times off of uh, Twitter, various times off of, well, we're off of LinkedIn and, and Spotify. But all of the things that we were uh, presenting and, and, and railing about, we were right. We were accurate. Now it comes out that uh, they were hiding uh, the information about myocarditis and pericarditis, heart inflammation issues in children and young people. And, and the question is, do you to this at this time in this day, I, I mean, it's a biased question. If 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 there was a poll question, do you trust the CDC and, and and Pfizer in this audience? I would be surprised, except for somebody that was trying to joke around that would say, yeah, I trust them. It would be 100 percent. No. uh uh-uh, Hell no. No way. So the question is, how much of the general public, uh, if you can call it that, that don't listen to the Robert Scott Bell show, uh, would be at all inclined to believe anything that our federal authorities, FDA, et cetera, CDC, going beyond it to super governmental, national, international stuff, which uh, WHO, UN, all that, how many of you trust any of those institutions at all? And and if that's the case, you know, what do you do with that information? What do you do when you realize that all the institutions you thought had legitimacy don't? I mean, it's a question, and I'm not saying there's only one answer to it, but for one good answer is never do what they tell you to do. Unless you can independently verify and validate that they actually stumbled onto something correct, or they've been caught in a lie, and now they have to reveal the correct uh, interpretation of the so-called scientific—whether uh, it be a peer-reviewed paper or just a, a study that's ongoing, a clinical trial—but to ignore veres like they did, I mean, you know, a lot of the things that are revealed in this uh, in this article are again things we've been covering from almost day one. Our suspicions about. Uh, what COVID was or what it wasn't uh, and different analyses in terms of the COVID jab in particular, how dangerous it was. and Oh, it's not dangerous. They said it's safe and effective. And if you guys haven't seen the documentary Utah safe and effective question mark, go to Utah and Have you shared it yet? Share it with your doctor friends. It's a solidly produced piece of, of uh, history that calls into question the conflicts of interest between medicine, media, government, church, state, all of that. And it's really Peter McCullough has been ripping up parts of it. I say ripping them up. I mean, you're talking about grabbing little segments and putting them up on his Telegram channel going, you guys check this out. This explains all of this related to this and this and this. And and this hour, our friend Sally Saxon's is going to be talking about a lot of the things. In fact, we, we were talking before the show and Peter McCullough even gave a nice uh, uh, endorsement to this book about COVID-19 vaccines beyond. Uh, but a lot of the same things she found, we found as well. And it's in the documentary. So you can share this now. And it's it's presented in a, a very apolitical way. In fact, um, th- I saw an interview on Children's Health Defense about the documentary with two of the, the, the people that helped contribute to it, uh, Gopi and Austin. And they were like, the, the host on Children's Health Defense was like, I found it interesting that you actually showed Trump and DeSantis saying things that many of the Trump and DeSantis supporters don't want to hear or see because we wanted to point out the hypocrisy on all sides of the political equation, left and right. They were all in on this. I grant Trump and DeSantis a distinction from the Republic. The Democrats were all in on it. They are not inclined and they've been on the, gone the record to say, I will not mandate it. So if there is something that can distinguish the two sides, that is something I will acknowledge. I do acknowledge. And that's a, you know, that's the break point. If you mandate, it's one thing, if you believe in something that I think is just absolutely cuckoo, (laughs) like, uh, and dangerous, like COVID jabs. But if you're not enforcing or trying to get the government to force me to take it, we can you know, so-called coexist. We can disagree. But when you start utilizing the police state powers to force me or anybody I love that doesn't, you know, that doesn't want this to get it and and prohibit them from engaging in life activities without getting it, now yeah, you've crossed the line. There, there's no, there's no getting along at that point. There's no uh, compromising on that issue. No mandates and no prohibitions on the natural methods uh, which we will uh, utilize and talk about to counteract the disaster that is public health today which is an oxymoron there's no such thing as public health there's only your health and my health everything else is a legal fiction it's a collectivist a marxist uh, you know agenda to collectivize health You're like wait a second have you ever seen a lot of people get sick in your neighborhood or at school or at work and your kid didn't, or you didn't, has that ever happened? Or have you ever been among those of many that got sick? And then, you know, a friend or family member that didn't in the midst of all the people get sick. And of course, everybody has examples like that, which tells you what it's not enough to be exposed to something for one. And also you don't get sick as a group. You got sick as an individual or you didn't which also means you don't get well as a group, you get well as an individual. And that's the important thing, distinction that is lost in public health. They destroy the reality of the individual. That means that fundamental unit, divine spark of God that you are, is enveloped into a collective mush that is not rooted in God's you know ocean of love and mercy, but is in Pfizer's ability to force you to accept their experimental injection and profit from it with no liability should they injure or kill you or a loved one. They, you see the difference, the distinction? I wish my friends on the left, if many of them are waking up to see the difference, but there are some that are just so far lost on this. They won't engage in any discussion, intellectual or otherwise. You want it? We didn't stop you from getting it. We didn't want it. You tried to force us to get it. mm that ain't happening. And that's where uh, the proverbial rubber meets the road when we're like, uh, no, I mean, I'm a nice guy, but uh, don't don't come try to force me to do something I don't want to do. And I'm not going to force you to do something you don't want to do. How about that? Is that a bit of a golden rule? Do we have any of that in action at all, ever, anymore? Well, answering that question and a whole lot more, our friend Sally Saxon joins us now on the Robert Scott Bell Show with her new book, The COVID-19 Vaccines and Beyond. What the medical industrial complex is not telling us along with James Thorpe and Deborah Viglione, it looks like. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, hey, Sally, welcome to the Robert Bell Show.
3: Uh, thank you so much, Robert. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you.
0: Yeah, good to have you on board. And uh, as I said, you know, we interviewed James Thorpe a, f- a few weeks back and um, we talked a little bit before on the air about the things you had encountered and uncovered in your book, which I think is very valuable as a resource to share with doctors. Hopefully they'll read it. Uh, just as I said, this documentary, I'd love for people to share it as well. But what was it that drove you to research and write the book?
3: <clears throat> Actually, I was in the middle of uh, uh, writing an updated uh, and expanded edition of a previous book that I published in 2020 called Globalists on Trial. Uh, and the I have a new subtitle now. It's The Hidden Agenda uh, to Destroy America from Within. Uh, that I was in the process of updating and expanding that. And I wanted to include a couple chapters on COVID. One about just the, the pre-planned scandemic aspect of it and the other about the shots. And so I'd already started doing some research on it. This was like late 2021, early 2022. And <clears throat> then as I got more into that and started listening to you know more interviews that people were doing about the shots and the dangers and what was happening, uh you know, I, I got more into that and I thought I should put together a little report, you know, for uh, to distribute to local doctors, you know, in my area, because, you know, the, the freedom fighters in this uh, war for health freedom, you know, advocate, just act locally. You know, so I started to put together a little report uh as I was doing the research and then the the report expanded into a booklet and then it expanded into a bigger booklet. And I thought, gee, you know, I need, I need some professional medical perspective on this if I'm going to give it to doctors. And so that's how I ended up getting connected first with, uh, Dr. Deborah Viglione. And, uh, she was a friend of Jim Thor. So when, um, I got connected with her through my pastor and, she took a look at it. She says, "Oh my gosh, you know this is amazing." These are her words, basically not mine. And she took it to Jim Thorpe and said, "Hey, read this. <laughs> and do you want to help this lady?" And so, you know, I guess he read it and said, "Yeah, we need to help her." And so that's how uh, the three of us got connected. And I had never even thought about. Two doctors being contributing authors, co-authors, having their name on it, because I knew I was aware at that point of the sensitivity of the issue and how doctors were uh, being, you know, subject to all kinds of problems if they speak out on this. So it never would have even occurred to me to ask them, you know, to have their names on the cover. But so it was their suggestion, really, and then they contributed to it. They wrote some parts and. And of course, read the whole book. And and uh, so, you know, they've got their, their hands on this as well. Uh, and so then uh, when we got the manuscript done and it expanded from there because Deborah had said, uh, so, you know, when I speak to groups of healthcare professionals on these subjects about medical health freedom, one of the, the most frequently asked question is, why haven't we heard th- this before? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, hmm, if that's your most frequently asked question, we should put that in the book, right? And and I and I thought about it, and I so I addressed it with three basic reasons, which I could have said in just a few couple sentences, you know? uh, But I, you know, one is obviously the you know censorship, and uh, just all the, the lies. The second one has to do with corruption and collusion, uh, which is why they have to censor all that information. And then the third reason is the big picture or the bigger agenda uh, at work here. And so uh, I, you know, instead of just putting those in one little paragraph, I decided it was better to expand on each one to give examples and explain you know, some of the, the problems associated with each of those three reasons, you know, why people haven't been told this before. And so that added a lot more to the book. And so, uh, by the time we finished the manuscript, then, you know, they, uh, uh, in fact, I wasn't even planning to publish on Amazon because frankly, I didn't think they would agree to print it. Right. But, but they did. Okay. Uh, but prior to that, once we got the manuscript done, uh, Dr. Deb and Jim, you know, sent the manuscript to some of their colleagues. See, I didn't even know who they were before, and I didn't know who they knew. This was all a God thing, starting out from just something I had a small vision for right. to distribute among doctors locally, and uh, and then the first response we got back when they when they sent it to. Uh, some of their colleagues for review was from Peter McCullough, who offered not only to write an endorsement, but to write the entire back cover. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we got these other endorsements and like holy cow, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so obviously God had much bigger plans for this writing than I ever did and a much bigger vision mm-hmm. you know, for it. And even though it was intended originally, when I started writing, it was intended for healthcare professionals, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Doctor Deb said, "No, my patients want this kind of, you know, yeah. information."
0: It's a, I'm looking on the back cover, and this is a fascinating quote that was uh, back from the, the 19th century England uh, by William Wilberforce. Mm-hmm. You may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. Now, interesting, that quote was uh from the leader of the movement to abolish slavery in 19th century england mm. now and you bring this up and I, I that was one of the more controversial aspects of the documentary that we just did as well because at a certain point you know i likened the uh ownership of your body in terms of mandating an experimental injection to slavery and some people didn't get that initially and then there was some additional material added in, and uh, presentations from other people that talked about this concept of if you don't have the ability to say, no, you shall not pass, you cannot put that in my body, then there is an uh, assumption that somebody else owns your body if you don't have autonomy over it. And that's why I think this is important to acknowledge that slavery comes in many subtle and some more overt forms. But anytime some human being or corporation claims ownership over your body and can force you to do something against your will, that is another form of that subset of that broader definition of slavery, is it not?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, and actually, when you look at the whole uh, big picture and um, when I talk about big picture, you know, I say there's a bigger picture that all things COVID fit into. Uh, it's not just about this health issue. Uh, there's a much bigger agenda going on. And if that sounds like conspiracy theory, I've got some other things to dispel that, yeah. which in the book, you know, for people who want to know how to respond to, to that uh, accusation, you know, there's a great quote by David Rockefeller uh, about that. Uh, but but the one of the issues is that in the bigger picture, the globe, which I discussed in my other book, the Globalist on Trial book, uh, they, you know, what comes through is that the globalists work in patterns. They have certain strategies and tactics that they use over and over and over again because they work. Yeah. And you know people have bought into uh, their their methods without even realizing that they're being lied to or used or mm-hmm. enslaved. Yeah. And, and I,
0: I, so- see a, I see a tweet here Sally just came across my uh Uh, Twitter feed, uh, thanks to uh, Darla Shine retweeting it, going, you know, it's like a facepalm moment. Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois. We've had a lot of words with that guy. Uh, He says, this morning I tested positive for COVID-19. Thankfully, I am fully vaccinated and boosted and only experiencing minor symptoms. I will quarantine consistent with CDC guidelines and follow advice from my doctor while I continue to work remotely. Uh, Dick, you're a moron. (laughs) <laughs> You're still following CDC guidelines. What have we learned of the CDC? They are completely duplicitous in the messaging in support of an agenda that has nothing to do with your health, Senator Durbin. And, you, and you've and uh, you referenced an unprovable assertion, right? If I hadn't got the shot, I would be so much worse off or I'd be dead, right? This is right. more nonsense from Dick Durbin. And I just had to bring that out because there's still uh, absolute I want to use the R word, Super Don. You probably ban me if I do, but let's just call him a, a moron at this point because I don't know what else to say that would be polite, and that's the po- most polite thing I could say when I'm encountering this level of stupidity.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I and I I was born and raised in Illinois. Uh, you know and,
0: all about Dick Durbin.
3: And so I'm I'm perfectly fine with what you just said about that. Because um, I and I went to law school there as well. Um, but yeah, that Ryan Cole and, and other doctors have spoken out about that specific point that uh, there's no evidence to support their claim that uh, the, the, shot. yeah. the, the shots yeah. lessen the severity of your symptoms.
0: It's a complete uh, airy-fairy belief system in a cult of pseudoscience known as modern medicine vaccinology uh, let's say denomination of the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. So we're dealing with cult, not not science, in this point. And I think that's a, it needs to be called out. But these people, uh, just amazing how 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 far down that dupe, uh, I don't know hose of of dupe <laughs> they are down there. They're lost. I don't think they'll ever recover. People like that. Uh, so, but reading a book like this would help him. But I don't think he will read that COVID nineteen vaccines and beyond. We have it linked up by the way in the show notes at Robert Scout Bell. Uh, dot com and it seems like again a perfect companion piece for those that want to watch a movie like uh uh safe you know utah safe and effective question mark and this book it, it, they go right along with one another
3: right they really do that that's what surprised me as i was watching your your film and uh I at one point after another it's like oh that's in our book that's in our mm-hmm. book and so i uh so i thought the the film was very well done it was it's excellent i would highly recommend it you know, to people, and then, yeah, like our book, because it has some of the same information, uh, but also goes beyond, but it's right there, you know, information you can put in your hand uh, to, uh, you know, if you need it when discussing some of these things and you need the information at hand, and can't remember where in the video they, in your film that they talked about uh, a certain point. Uh, But uh, yeah, you know, I was talking about uh, this, the, the patterns in the ways that the globalists work. And, and one way is to create a crisis. You know, if a crisis doesn't naturally occur that they can take advantage of and exploit, you know, to further their agenda. Uh, and like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. You know, they, one of their patterns or modus operandi is they create their own. And in that way, they can control it you know, more, because they've already got their solution for the crisis already in hand. And uh, when there's a crisis, people um, are a lot more likely to uh, submit and comply with different kinds of restrictions and losses of freedom than they would otherwise, Mm -hmm. because there's a crisis and there's all the fear mongering that goes along with it. And, you know, so that... (laughs) It is just part of their whole the whole way they operate, and so one of the things that I hope when people read the book is that they realize this isn't just about COVID, it's but, about, yeah. but it's about how do the about the fact there's this big picture, this mm-hmm. bigger agenda that goes far beyond any health issues, but affects
0: you know, And kind they life. yell emergency, they rule in 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 uh, what we call necessity which knows no limitation on law, whether it be the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic, (laughs) or whether it be uh, the Bible, or whether it be the Constitution, when you are in a state of urgency or emergency, that is most critically the time when you need to cling to the guidelines to help you navigate those emergencies, rather than, as we're encouraged by government, to abandon any limitation on their ability To, uh, well, subject us to their authoritarian rule with no limitation, especially those limitations written into the Constitution that weren't to limit the people and their freedom, but those in government from restricting our freedom. But they said, no, 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 this time we have to. It's an emergency. There's no escape clause in the Constitution for an emergency to abandon it any more than there's an escape clause in the Bible, you know, to uh, abandon this book now because it's an emergency, like, no, I think you should go back into it. It gives you some uh, real good guidelines for living. Uh, yeah. so that's what we're dealing with again and again and again.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and then part of what I, we point out in the book, too, that we're really in a spiritual war. At its root, the war is spiritual in nature, and so uh, it requires a spiritual response. Well, and because of this war that we're in, uh, there is no fence to sit on in this war. Nobody can sit this out because everything that's going on affects every aspect of our life. And so we can't escape the consequences of it. So uh, our, how prepared are we and how do we, how do we prepare uh, to, to fight this war and which side of the war are we going to be on? Mm-hmm. And you've got people who are effectively trying to play God
0: yeah. versus,
3: you know, connecting with God
0: or those trying to be actually godly, if you will, in their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm reluctant to some degree. I recognize that the, the history of humanity is one of warfare, unfortunately. And yet there are times that peace breaks out because uh, people say, you know, I'm tired of war. And then they forget and they go back. And, you know, I always think, what, what if they threw a war and no one showed up? And what if you didn't panic? What if you didn't comply with their authoritarian <clears throat> edicts, uh, prohibitions, mandates, et cetera? Had, you know, everyone said, we're not wearing the mask, they would back down immediately. It's like, what are they going to do? Roll yeah. the tanks in everywhere? Obviously not. But we have a very compliant people that have lost their way. And that, and I mean that about my fellow Americans, uh, we've lost our connection to history, why it was important to stand your ground. you know. We even had discussions about what is the hill you are going to die on, now, you know, whether it be figuratively, not literally. But many people said, well, I'm just going to put the mask on because I don't want to deal with that. But it led to uh, the extension of the so-called emergency, and right. it led to so many other horrors that have occurred. At what point do you look back and go, well, maybe I should have said, no, I'm not putting the mask on. I'm not trying to be judgmental of anybody, but I'm just putting that out there as a perspective because this is recent history. It's very fresh. If you look back and reassess, would you have done it differently? Could we have stopped this before it became what it became?
3: Yeah. And, and then there's the whole groupthink thing. And, you know, it, it's hard to, if, if you're not aware that you're being lied to uh, about various issues, you know, you, you tend to make the wrong decisions and it's even, for example, uh, in, in your uh, documentary, you mentioned the um, relative risk reduction issue. And I address that in the book and go into a little more detail about that. Uh, but, uh, but actually, you know, what that, the FDA guidelines specifically say, you, know, you should not use relative risk reduction in your communications with the public. Uh, because it can be very misleading.
0: Oh, very. I mean, it's
3: understatement something.
0: Ninety-five like percent effective. What were they talking about? Relative risk reduction that had no basis in reality in terms of what it actually did or would do. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. And you go into that in more depth in the book than we had time to do in the in the movie. But it's all based on again a deception. Uh, yeah. And what is it? What did it lead to? Uh, more compliance than would have been there, and they admitted it. We had some people. <clears throat> In the movie, admitting if they called it a gene altering therapy, no one would have taken it. And then they're like, Well, let's redefine vaccination and then everybody'll take it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually we have that uh that gentleman uh who's uh Stefan Bear um Ulrich, I think Mm -hmm. from the Bear Pharmaceutical uh company. Yeah, that's included in the book too, because that was a pretty amazing uh statement that he made about uh, you know, if to the effect that if uh, if if we had uh, presented this to people and asked them, uh, would you be willing to take a gene therapy or cell therapy, you know, yeah. injection? He said probably ninety five percent of them would have said no. And so here we are. Ninety
0: five percent risk reduction? No, ninety five percent reduction of people willing to take your phony risk reduction.
3: Yeah, and and so part of what I really show in the book was so many points like, like that one in particular, where they, they either uh, had no data at all or they manipulated the data in such a way that you come out with, uh, with a fraudulent result, basically. And there's so many different ways and points in which they could misrepresent Uh, and misuse even their own data. So we're talking about CDC, uh, FDA uh, data, as well as the pharmaceutical companies own data. Uh, And it's really, it's astounded even me, even though I knew these people were liars and data manipulators, it seemed to me as I was doing the research uh, over several months that on virtually every point on which they could lie or uh, manipulate the data, or uh, come to a conclusion that's just the opposite of what the data actually shows. Yeah. On every point that they could, they did. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of mind-boggling. I mean, even a lot of points that I never would have, have thought of uh, if I were going to you know, be devil's advocate, I, I, I wouldn't even have thought of these well, things. Well,
0: Sally, what would you s- say is uh, the reason that you could see through this when so many other people did not? What was it about you and your history that allowed you to see through this?
3: Well, I already was very aware of the big picture. And because I first learned about uh, the whole globalist agenda back in the early 90s. And that made a big impact on me, and I remember having some cognitive dissonance at that point when I first learned there was this big agenda out there. And I thought, I don't want that to be true, because then I, you know, it'll affect my life in ways I don't have want to have to change or yeah. respond. Or you know, I just didn't want that to be true. And but you know, I continued to do research on that over the years. So by the time COVID came around, I mean I. Well, first of all, I didn't have any fear uh, because of my relationship with God. And you know, the Bible says, do not fear, do not fear, 365 times. You
0: actually so, paid attention to that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and and so and, and that's what we're going to need you know, going forward from here is you know, what is the foundation of your life? What is the rock of your life? Who? Or what can you depend on? for protection, for wisdom, for direction, you know, for help in making decisions, for discernment, because deception is so rampant these days. Uh, It's like, how do you know what's true and what's not true? And as I talk about, as I raised in the book, the question, whose report will you believe? And for example, right at the beginning, I talk about, okay, well, we've got these claims of safe and effective safe and effective safe and effective well if the shots are so safe and effective why are so many doctors even though there's still a small minority in the big picture but there's still a lot of them why would so many doctors essentially risk everything you know their reputation their credentials their livelihood mm-hmm. why would they risk everything for a lie yeah if they were truly spreading misinformation Why would they do that? It makes no logical sense. And so, from a lawyer's standpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at that. And to me, that's one of the indicators that they're probably telling the truth because Mm -hmm. ordinarily people wouldn't risk losing.
0: Right. uh, What do they have to gain, really? Right. if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Sally Saxon, author of the COVID 19 Vaccines and Beyond What the Medical Industrial Complex is Not Telling Us. And websites are linked up, including Sally Saxon, S A uh, X O We have it linked to the, um, the book you can get on Amazon. I know that not everybody's a fan of that, but I don't know if there are other ways to get the book besides that.
3: Uh, well, uh, we don't normally sell them directly off uh, the website, but if people want to do bulk orders, for example, which we uh, encourage people to do because we want uh, we're on a mission, and you know, based on what our endorsers and other readers have said, you know, this book is a, a resource that can help to red pill people, and uh, and so, like Robert and I were talking about uh, before the show, that you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. However, if you if you get them to the water, which in this case is If you buy an extra copy to put directly in the hands of a healthcare provider or another friend or family member who doesn't have this information, who are still believing the safe and effective narrative, uh, the chances of them at least opening up part of it and reading a few pages goes up substantially. So our mission is to put the the book into the hands uh, of as many healthcare professionals and other people as possible by asking people not only to buy uh, a copy for themselves, but to buy one for, you know, to give away to somebody who really needs the information.
0: Mm -hmm. Sally, you said you had worked for years to be aware enough to see through a lot of the deceptions when COVID began. Uh, What about friends and family member? Did you find yourself being shunned because of your stand?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we have a a split in our family as in so many families, um, some are Provax and, um, and others, uh, others not. So, uh, it's just like one of those forbidden topics. You know, if you want to talk to me, you can't talk about that topic, which is unfortunate, but, uh, you know, and other people that I tried to warn, uh, you know, same kind of thing, but they said, "Oh, it's ninety five percent effective." And you know, my, my brother or sister is in healthcare, and they said it's ninety five percent effective, so you know, we should get it. It's like people just
0: appeal to authority, bandwagon, uh, fallacies. We covered a lot of those fallacies in the in the movie as well. Uh, what about age stratification? Did it did it cross over any like you know in the age groups um, among your your peers, friends, family, otherwise? Uh, in terms of who would shun you and who would embrace p- the potential that what you're saying could be real,
3: well, it seemed to go across all ages, from you know, from my own experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm just curious about it, and and also curious now that we're three years after or into it, uh, has there been anybody coming back that had shunned you and said, "Gee, uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was a little wrong about that. Maybe you were right, Sally." Uh,
3: not personally yet. But I have seen um, posts or videos by other people whom I don't know who have come around and said, "Hey, you know, uh, all you people who warned us about this, uh, you were right." And and personally, I mean, I'm glad that they've they've come to that realization. But I, it, for me, it's not a "oh, I told you so" kind of thing because, I for me, it's like no matter what choice a person made about the uh, shot to get it or not, like there's no condemnation and no judgment. Let's, we're, we're at where we're at. You know, a lot of people have been injured. Uh, let's try and help them as much as we can. And then please don't get any more shots, you know? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not really gratifying in, in that one sense. For me to know that people have acknowledged that um hey the people who are against the shots were right they made the better decision i don't i don't even look at it that way
0: yeah i I know and it's not like we're looking to (coughs) to be acknowledged so but it would be nice to have an apology from a friend or family member that that was so horrible to you you know that said you're you know uh, whoever knows what they actually said oftentimes it was very very nasty uh Sally, uh, man, this is amazing. The COVID-19 vaccines are beyond what the medical industrial complex is not telling us. Uh, Peter McCullough did the entire back of this thing. And he, he, he loved both this book and the documentary because he's been taking excerpts from the documentary and putting them out on his telegram page. So he's really invested in helping people see these truths, these realities, these facts. And I appreciate anybody that's willing to do that and respect him immensely and you and, and those that are, Referenced in the book, including on the front page, Deborah Viglione and uh, James Thorpe, who we interviewed.
3: Yeah. And, you know, one thing that uh, about Peter McCullough, too, is that uh, one of the first things that he said in his endorsement was that this was the kind of book that his patients had been calling for. So Mm -hmm. when I read that, I had to kind of give up because originally I had written this for healthcare professionals. But both he and Dr. Deb said, no, no.
1: You know, all this, need.
3: this is for patients as well. And so it's written in a style because I'm not a healthcare professional. So it's not written in doctor ease. Mm. Uh, and it's not even really lit, written in legal ease. Although the, you know, the perspective of yeah. a lawyer, I think, comes through in it. So I've been told.
0: Yeah. Well, well done, Sally. I appreciate you and what you're doing and uh, anything else that's up, up upcoming. Do you have any events? Are you speaking anywhere? Anything we should know?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that, uh, I did recently, I had, uh, organized an all day event, which we're going to, uh, do in other places as well, I believe, and maybe live stream, but it was called Vaxxed or Unvaxed and Awakening and Healing Experience. So it was, it was an all day thing. Um, and it was for both Vaxxed and Unvaxed because both, even the Unvaxed have issues that they need to To be concerned with, you know, concerning this because of the shedding or transmission from, you know, vax people that they've had close contact with, and now they're dealing with issues, and just the way, you know, the the powers that be have have um, uh, used have done things even in the air and elsewhere that are affecting everybody. So we we all need help for healing. But basically, like the the awakening part is essentially based on the book and and updates since the book was published of what's going on, what do we really need to be aware of in 2023 about COVID and the vaccines. And then, um, and Dr. Deb, you know, gives a presentation on some of the treatments and protocols, uh, more, you know, natural things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also the healing part has um, also a spiritual Uh, perspective and also healing ministry uh, Mm -hmm. part of it, um, because there are some things that we just don't know yet about the shots and the effects of the shots in the body. Uh, But God is able to do anything. Nothing is impossible for him to totally reverse, you know, or cleanse or do creative miracles whatever is needed so you know we want to offer that hope and encouragement to people who've been suffering you know the different effects from long covid or uh, the vaccine injuries that hey there's hope for you yeah. yeah there's hope for you to be you know fully restored so uh I, I'll put uh, a link up to some information about that. Um, I don't have an exact date yet.
0: Okay. Well, let us know when it, when it becomes available. We'll let everybody know.
3: Oh, uh, okay, we'll be able
0: to connect with you on that. But Sally, I appreciate all that you're doing. I hope everybody picks up a copy of your book or, or multiple copies and to share them. And that's it. We've got linked up Sally Of course you can buy it uh, in various places, but uh, uh, the links are there for you to pick it up. And if you want to buy in bulk, go directly to Sally at her website. And I thank you for being here and all that you're doing.
3: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing and for your great documentary that you just did.
0: Well, I had good teamwork there. Honestly, I I can't claim I was the front and center because they had me do interviews and a lot of the narration. But it was a great group of people that dedicated many hundreds of hours of their life, donated in fact, and um, God bless them for doing so just because they cared enough to say, I hope nobody else gets another booster shot we got to get this out and make it free. We don't even want to make money. i just get it and watch it. So please everybody take a look, all the tools that are coming out to help you navigate this terrain that is dangerous because we've been ignorant or we've been worshipful of the wrong things that are not godly in that context, uh, within uh, these government agencies, media manipulation, and or the pharmaceutical industry that, uh, has benefited quite well, uh, due to the lack of liability and the mandates for their products. So, once again, Sally, appreciate you being here.
3: Okay. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks. It's great. I love, I love what's happening out there. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just Sally. So many people, it's like a Renaissance of some kind or an attempt to that, but then we can always look and go, Oh, but, but there's too much in the way, Robert, there's too many roadblocks. There's too many obstacles. Like, no, they're not, but you can read a article like this and feel pretty victimized. This one coming up uh, from ask a prepper, uh, how the government is stopping you from living independently. And and, and although I will acknowledge, and I'll go through this really quickly here, uh, some of the the points in this article, uh, I just want you to think of how you can nullify the governmental prohibitions or mandates as we go through this article. One of the things they're doing, of course, is limiting freedom of speech. Now, it seems to be that they've limited it pretty efficiently online during the COVID times, but some of that speech is eking back out and, you know, but then again, relying simply on electronic speech, I think it's important to maintain communication pathways locally, you know, in your church, your synagogue, your temple, your mosque, or at the grocery store, wherever you go uh, to get out there and start talking about these things. That is not being limited unless you go for a digital ID and then a digital currency, and then you're going to find how much you're limited. Limiting Second Amendment rights. You've got uh, uh, Biden. I mean, I, the, the guy, I don't think he's present anymore. Not that he's been present for a long time trying to limit you, but there are many states that have nullified these federal prohibitions that are unconstitutional on their face, and you can nullify them by not cooperating. Uh, Let's see. uh, They get into monopoly purchasing of single-family homes, but of course, this is happening because of the destruction of the currency, making it untenable and unaffordable to buy these things, but it's no longer property. It's real estate. It's been altered, in, in fact, from what it originally was. When you think of property rights, real estate doesn't fall the same way that property does. Uh, let's see, attacking at home food production. That's something that's very personal to me. As you see, I, I just harvested a bunch of carrots and they don't want you to, many of these agencies, uh, even at the state level, trying to block you from, uh, storing and, and, uh, saving the water coming off your own roof. And, and of course, look at what, you know, California is seemingly out of drought temporarily. And they're letting what the vast majority of that water running right back out to the sea so they can control the people of California. Uh, How about manipulation of energy prices? If you have a free market for uh, energy exploration and utilization, and even the advances in a technology that would uh, produce less harmful emissions, which has been going on for a long time, uh, they don't want that. How about the starting of wars? What if they threw a war and nobody showed up? How about that? Yet they're still controlling uh, the warfare machinery through uh, Ukraine, stimulating uh, Putin and Russia into action. It's a lot of horrible things that have occurred. And the question is how? Well, they have a Federal Reserve system that prints money out of thin air. That system has been a tool for warmongerers, interventionists on foreign policy and domestic policy for a long time. How about attacking your income? If you're getting paid in Federal Reserve notes, you find out that your tax burden gets higher and higher. They want to come after you if you make up more than 600 just selling used stuff of your own on PayPal or Venmo end of life monopoly. I mean, there's a lot of points that are real here. I don't dismiss them and dispute them, except to say, uh, rather than looking at those things as obstacles, how about looking how you can change and alter your behavior and way of life so that those things impact you little or not at all. And maybe that's too big of an ask, but I will ask it. Especially in removing yourself from monopoly money dependency. Because it seems like the inevitability of a digital currency uh, rooted only successfully if they succeed at digital identifications uh, is seems to be inevitable. I, I don't like to play that word, inevitable, unless the people are so desperate to be controlled and owned that they don't push back and nullify that as well. And there are many people on the state level and local level that have nullified the Fed from doing that, even if they did it. Or the international banking uh, consortiums, uh, uh, international monetary fund, and World Bank, because they've started bartering in different things, including gold and silver. Yeah, thank you, Sally, for being here. Love, appreciate you. She's doing such great work, and I'm glad we got that to talk to her today about those subjects. And uh, hope y'all get that that uh, that book and share it. The other thing, again, g- going forward, is a question of do we wait for somebody like a better president? You know, let's say Trump gets arrested and then he wins the presidency anyway. I don't know. <laughs> is he a political savior? No, no one is. I mean, if you think in terms of savior, look at look at your own belief system in your church, but don't apply it to the, the government as one person comes in and saves us all. Now, having a man or a woman of integrity that believes in the limiting of government via the Constitution is not a bad thing, but it's not the only thing. And that's once again why I... I'm um, in 100% support and enthusiastic support, and showing up at events to support my friend Jonathan Emord to become a member of the United States Senate out of Virginia less than two years from now to get Tim Kaine booted out. Will we be better off having someone with that constitutional knowledge and, and principle and integrity? Yes, we would. It wouldn't be worse, but it's not the only thing. So when I say support uh, Jonathan Emord, if, if your heart, you know, and mind and body come into that alignment, and go, yeah, that's the guy I want in there. Uh, There's more to do on a local and local and local and local and local level. Otherwise, we're still looking outside of ourselves for solutions that may never come, much like the play Waiting for Godot. When does Godot ever show up? Don't wait. Get out there and start creating your life anew, Out creating what we call the bad guys by utilizing your creative imagination, a gift from God, the ability to imagine a different world. Yeah, a world that you're on physically still, but... Manifesting differently because you're not operating in fear, therefore, feeding into a system that enslaves you, that limits you, that prohibits you, that mandates you. Is that really your spiritual potential to rise up to become a slave to big government, big pharma, and big media? Is that really your mission and purpose for being here? I don't think so. But who am I to say? That's yeah, up to you to decide. <laughs> I just uh, love bringing people on that recognize that we have, a, a, let's say, a deep uh, connection to the divine that will give you insight how to navigate a world that's seemingly uh, too dangerous and impossible to navigate, because that's the way the bad guys want you to think and believe. They want you to think you're a creation of government or some artificial construct rather than the natural being connected to the source of all wisdom, the source of all healing by virtue of your very existence and your breath, your breathing, the very thing that they wanted to restrict. Isn't that interesting? Can't have you breathing without constriction. We can't have you breathing in the presence of others. Kids don't breathe. Grandma will die. Is that anything more obvious that you need to show how anti-freedom, anti-God or spiritual realities these folks are in the authoritarian regimes of government medicine and media and beyond? With the non governmental institutions? How do you get back to it? How do you get back to that resolve to know and to operate without fear? Well, Sally mentioned it, it's that connection. God did not give you the spirit of fear, that came from somewhere else. And uh, I like living in that, you know, the spirit of not fear, the spirit of creativity and of love and joy and celebration. And yeah, we've all got challenges along the way, but wow. We're alive still, aren't we? We lost some friends and loved ones along the way, but we're still here. What are we here to do? Gripe, bitch, moan and complain. Of course, that's what we're here to do. That's why. No, I'm just teasing. That's not what we're here to do. We can do a little of that too, but in fun, with humor, I hope. All right, we're about to be joined with Bridie for our second hour simulcast. All right. Welcome, everybody. Hour two of the Robert Scabbell Show, Monday, the 20th of March. We're almost to spring in the northern hemisphere. As I mentioned earlier, I harvested about 40 pounds of carrots that I wintered. My wife and I, we wintered them under the snow. We dug them up and we lost maybe 5 percent. Not bad. So you can grow throughout the year, even in cold climes, if you know what to do. And I'm learning all the time and I'm grateful for you to be here. We got a whole other hour broadcast healing. My friend April Bowden is scheduled to join us. There's a new documentary film called Spellers. That's coming out dealing with the brilliance of these children who are on the autism spectrum beyond the ability to communicate, or so you thought. We'll talk about that and a a new uh, um, fictional book, I believe, based on truth that April has uh, uh, written about her life with her son. So there's that and a whole lot more to go on the Robert Scabell Show. I'll see what I can do to annoy Super Don out of the gate as well, because that's always fun. And we haven't heard from Super D. It's been a busy first hour with Sally Saxon and her book. So y'all check it out. Join us. Power to heal is yours. All right. Oh, I just bouncing my energy back into being here for hour two as we crank up almost spring day, depending on the weather where you are. I was talking to my mom back in Atlanta. It's it's cold again there. When I was there, it was already spring a month or so ago. And uh, yeah, the shift is on. The transition of uh, the seasons is on. And as I harvested the winter carrots, just so excitedly, and then I'm out there this morning uh, hosing them off and it's raining. It's in the forties and I'm in my shorts after my workout. I'm like, this is a crazy world. I could have never done that five years ago back in Florida when it was under 70. <laughs> so it's a, an adaptation of the human species. It's pretty impressive how we can adapt to different environments uh, given time. And of course, doing the healthy things that we do. And uh, Super D was just out uh, this weekend visiting family. How'd it go, Super D? You had a nice road trip to check on it. You he, he made it out and back. There you are. I did. Yay.
2: Yay. It. it was like a, I don't know. It was like. Six, seven hour drive. Although my wife drove, so what should have been a six hour drive was about five what? hours.
0: Oh oh she's got the leg yeah. huh?
2: <laughs> I you know it's funny. I'm I'm not the I'm not the greatest passenger in mm-hmm. a car.
0: Why what because, do you mean? Do you like get car sick or something else?
2: No, <laughs> it's just you know what when, when I'm driving, I'm in control, right? So it's oh. like I know how I feel, I know what I'm doing, oh. and You're blah a blah blah. driver. When, when you're, when you're, we, there's this lake that we drive by, it's called Alkali Lake, which mm-hmm. ironically, if you remember the, uh, what was the, uh, the Avengers yeah. movie, remember uh-huh. Alkali Lake, that was the one where Jean Grey um, lost her, her control and killed Scott. Oh, that's one of
0: the X-Men movies. The, it was called Alkali
2: yeah. Lake in the movie as well. Anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. Strange
2: right. aside there, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so hit, you know, hitting these curves, these turns. And I'm just like in the, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat, like,
3: no, I'm over the edge,
2: you know,
0: uh, how did your wife handle that? Did she, great. You that you well, she out? kept laughing at me. She's like, she I promise, I promise I'm not going to, I appreciate car. her for that because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm like that. my wife is like that in the car when, she, when, she, when she, I'm doing things like, yeah, I just, I know I'm in control. I'm not a crazy driver, but my wife and kids think I am, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and We made it there. I'm glad you made it out and back safe. We,
2: we had a good time. Yeah. We had a good visit. The scenery, I sent you several pictures as we yeah, were driving. So scenery was, was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, Beautiful. So you do that yeah, high was, desert with the snow everywhere. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, really neat to look at. So, it, so I had to go back last Friday to the gym. I was like uh, uh, the, the challenge of the week. And, and I'm like, oh, can I catch Kiki? And I went in on Friday and, you know, had my cardio miracle that morning and, and made it. And I tied her at 52. And, and I'm just like, that was a tough one because it, it did involve uh, using your legs. And I think that I kind of I defer to women in their lower body power. Oftentimes I'll give up and won't even try. But I'm like, I was so close. I'm like, I'm going to try. And uh, I got there uh, and, and made it once again. Uh, this week, it's a speed bag thing. I'm not even going to try. I'm okay, but I can't count that fast. <laughs> it's like counting. <laughs> that's a little above my pay grade anyway, but uh, still having a good time. Did you get out and, and and do anything with your son, like walk around a lake like alkali or anything, or was it just destination? No, and-
2: it was just, yeah, pretty much. It was just, just hanging out and um, glad, glad when we have the opportunity to do it, but we stopped a few times like on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um it was cold so we didn't spend a lot of time outside, but we exactly. stopped a few times just to get out and and stretch our legs and check out the 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 nature around us.
0: Yeah. Could could you um you know, when you looked at those carrots I sent you, the pictures of the carrots, were you thinking about, oh my gosh, it's almost time to maybe plant a little bit out? There? I think
2: about it every time I go out in the front Yeah, in the front cuz you know the raised yeah. beds are right there, so I'm right. I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. It's still not not time yet.
0: It's, no, just it's too, still early. too cold. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so i was looking forward to April it. is connected, but she can't hear us, so you might need to talk with her behind the scenes to see what you can troubleshoot. Uh, before we bring her in I, i've got a story I, I certainly can talk about out of california and if you need to do some troubleshoot but i just wanted to say hello and say welcome back i'm glad you had a good weekend yeah and uh, well i, I appreciate
2: i appreciate everybody uh um uh, bearing with me as mm-hmm. i, I we, we ended up taking friday off so i could go do that i don't do it too much no you know uh, yeah appreciate everybody enjoying the uh enjoying the encore hopefully on friday
0: yeah, quick heads up. We got some upcoming events in the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com. Uh, our three events at the end of the month is uh, the uh, 29th, 30th, and 31st of March uh, with Jonathan Emord. It's a tour of Virginia, uh, health, freedom, and save America tour uh, in three cities. I think Lynchburg, uh, Virginia is one. Uh, Leesburg, Virginia is another. And where's the other one? I got to look on there. But if you, if you check out emord4va.com and go to the upcoming events tab, love to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun going to be music and and, uh, celebration, as well as some serious discussion about what we can do to get back to our constitutional senses. Right after that, I'm heading down to Clearwater Beach, Florida for the Mind, Body, Soul Restoration. And this is sponsored by our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, Jamie Dorley and the gang. Uh, There'll be some birthday celebrations, including uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits and our good friend Joe Messino celebrating birthdays down there. So we'll get some vitamin D, hopefully, at that event from the sun. And maybe there won't be a red tide. I don't know. But I'll be there that Saturday and Sunday, hanging out before heading back. And then we have uh, a number of events coming up. Uh, One in Utah, April 21st and 22nd, which is a a Friday and a Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy, Utah. Basically, it's the Salt Lake area. Uh, BeHealthyUtah.com. Check it out. A lot of great people are going to be there at that event. I'll be broadcasting live. I'll be lecturing, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Love to see you there. Uh, and then later in April, after that event, we'll be going to Nashville, Tennessee, for the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. And that's because of our good friends, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. And we've got Dr. David Brownstein scheduled, Dr. Krishna Party. so many good people. John Witcher, who's running, he's an MD, running for uh, governor of Mississippi as well, integrative. Dr. Avery Jackson, Judy Mikevitz, Christina Parks. Uh, man, lots of awesome folks that'll be there at that event. So I hope to see you in Nashville uh, there'll be more events adding in, so please uh, uh, subscribe to the newsletter by texting RSB, my initials RSB, to the number 22828. So if you have a cell phone and you're not driving, go 22828 and then send RSB, and you'll immediately get a response uh, to sign up for a free newsletter. We'll be at the Goody Farms Homestead in the Union July 14th through 16th in southwest Missouri, and then planning way ahead September 14th through 17th for the Biomed Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. Road trip, anybody? Los Angeles people, Michael Bolden. Is that an excuse? L.A. weekend? Come on. So uh, L.A. Las Vegas weekend, shall I say. So anyway, that's uh, upcoming events. We've got a lot more to talk about. A quick shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers for their wonderful products, including the EnerDMG, which is on sale all month. A number of other allergy and breathing formulas on sale all month, 15% off. If you go to NutritionalFrontiers.com and use the code RSB15, you get an additional 15% off. And if you want to go to Chernobyl-level antioxidant activity, folium- Nobody P-
2: wants to go to Chernobyl. That's not a oh, good oh, no, plan. No, Chernobyl no, Chernobyl-level response. You don't right? want to go to Chernobyl.
0: They're admitting the dioxin exposure is real <laughs> from East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, you guys need to counter that if you haven't already considered selenium, other things. But uh, foliumpx.com, you get 10% off with the code RSB10. And, uh, well, there's so much more. To and yeah.
2: yeah, if you've right. signed up for the newsletter, you got an email this morning because, uh, coming up very soon, mm-hmm. the, uh, quest for the cures, um, what is it? Reloaded? Is that yeah. What it's called? Well,
0: or, it's yeah. Final, the final edition kind of thing. Yeah. The
2: final chapter, I think it's called, yeah. uh, is, is coming up soon. I sent an email out this morning on that. If you haven't got that, uh, I, I got to get a banner up on the show notes, but yeah. Um, that is coming up. That's amazing.
0: Share it. People are now awake more than ever and aware that they need to know more. And that, uh, well, Charlene Bollinger just sent me a message, said hello and say thanks to everybody out there. So uh, y'all support that. That's going to be amazing as well. Uh, Just briefly, uh, the California COVID misinformation law talked about. It's in legal limbo following lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think my friend April might still be in California unless I'm not up to date on where she is. But, boy, it's been a lot of disasters. I know there's a lot of help for kids in some ways, too, that are unfortunately brought into a problem that that wasn't of their own making, but of government, media, medicine combinations that force these jabs on everybody. But uh, California's a mess, dude. Yeah, it is a mess. It really is. Uh, It
2: just seems like
0: they can't. (laughs) Oh, Governor Newsom there. Yes. Uh, Liberal extraordinaire that does not believe in freedom of speech.
2: Mm, not at having all. A, having a lot of
0: problems. Having a lot of problems. Talking about anything. Well, um, the website for my guest this hour, a good friend for many, many years. Also, uh, gosh, we've had some adventures, all of us, in the Liam Chef years. Uh, shout out to my friend Joni, Joni Abbott, Homegrown Health, and so many more people uh, that have been on some of the health freedom journey for many years. Uh, April Bowden has a website called aprilbowden.com. B-O-D-E-N. She's also got a new book. It sounds like it's going to be a series, The Michael Chronicles. And I want to talk to her about that. But book one is available for you as well. And uh, boy, there's a lot to talk with her about, including the new documentary film Spellers, which we'll, we'll play the, uh, the, the trailer for that eventually as well. But welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's been far too many years. April Bowden, April. Robert, hi. Hey, look at you. You're like, you got the half moon thing going on. The light oh, coming gosh. in. Your Is it
4: the light? Do you need a little more light on me? Here.
0: Yeah, well, that'd be good. Hopefully the audio. We got massive clipping on audio, but it's a little bit of a miracle. I know you were connecting and couldn't hear us for a while.
4: Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was trying to use my cell phone, but it didn't work. So hopefully you can see here. Maybe I can get a little more light right here.
0: Super Don, what's our remedy for the clipping? It's Disconnect Reconnect again, isn't it? Well, all right.
2: So let's go yeah. down the list of the troubleshooting things here. What browser are you using right now?
0: That's a paper question. Yeah, yes. what browser are you using? Oh, uh,
3: Explorer.
0: Ooh, It's not liking it. Explorer? Yeah, I didn't know that still existed. The blue you could try it. Or maybe it's
2: my. Is it Microsoft Edge? Is it yeah, the the Edge, sorry, the, one the one that replaced Explorer? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get rid of Edge. Do you happen to have Google Chrome? Yes, I do. Okay, so just copy the uh, the URL that you got in Edge right now, and okay. and close it out, and then paste it into the Google Chrome and reconnect.
0: Yeah. Thanks, April. Pray that it works. That should work. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, this is the. <laughs> This is a kind you, of. You stop we, pushing we, buttons, man. I'm sorry, I'm trying to help here. Try to be of help, <laughs> but when we can't get advanced tests, it it happens like this, and I and April so worthwhile. So.
2: All right. So while we're waiting for for April to reconnect, did you hear, mm-hmm. uh, dude? This I don't know what's going on, really, but yeah. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Trump uh, put out a message on his Truth Social, talking about how he's planning on being arrested tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and he wants people to protest right uh it's stuff uh, you heard about this
0: well yeah i've heard a little bit about it some from you but i was thinking this will play right into the january six narrative just don't show up let, <laughs> whatever doofus new york it's a, a trap right haven't yeah, you
2: seen star wars come on
0: yeah it's a trap <clears throat> let it go and then come on back and then if you want to vote for him if he's still able to run then fine but you're going to give more In my opinion, based on what we've seen, more ammo to the guys and gals in the leftist media that want to have a global government, more ammo to shut you down and lock you down. And, you know, I know that at some point you've got to resist. Unfortunately, that might mean resistance uh, that is in a physical uh, manner. You got to pick
2: and choose your battles. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, something like this. Apparently, Mm -hmm. there's some people that are planning on showing up and I don't know what they think they're going to accomplish. But. It's God, it seems they gonna like such say,
0: a, they're going to surround Mar a Lago so New York police can't, yeah. Show up.
2: I saw something about they were going like to like they were calling it a patriot moat
0: um, uh, the a moat is,
2: of people that will surround Mar a Lago and and do what exactly? Uh, you, and, you're gonna,
0: yeah, uh, you, fr- you got New York City policemen as frogmen coming in through the water. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like <laughs> could chain along the wall. I don't know. I just it's just it's yeah. So I'm crazy.
2: concerned. I'm concerned, but I guess we'll find out tomorrow what's going on. But
0: yeah, well, We got two yellow bars on April. Do you see her connective? Uh, I do. Let's see what happens yeah. here. Let's see what happens, April. Welcome back. Can you hear us? Uh oh, it's extraordinary delay. Do you have a backup for for telephone? Can we do that if we need to? I do. Okay. Cause I don't want to miss out on all the great things April's going to tell us. She's no. got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. All
2: right. So April, if you can hear us, I'm going to go ahead and get you on the Oh. Oh, you took her
0: out. Uh, she can dude, I, I, she can I need hear.
2: like a, I need like a, a ruler. I can just reach over and just <laughs> my hand. whack you on the knuckles, man.
0: <laughs> you got to pre- dress as a nun.
2: <laughs> anyway. um. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So April, I'm going to go ahead and get you on the phone. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what I'll tell you about real quick, by the way, for those of you who want to have access to, uh, uh, I guess all kinds of crazy TV for 60 bucks a month, 59.99, this live TV Q streaming, it's going to facilitate us being on TV. And so, yeah, I you know,
2: we haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. Have not we? At all. Just, yeah. This is the so first time. I was time. just going to introduce
0: people to it. Uh, Kevin and I, when we were in Nashville, we connected with this group trying to kind of break up the cable monopolies giving you access to uh, entertainment or whatever news or whatever you want but to do so in a way for 59.99 you get access to everything you will not believe including pay-per-view i just dude i was you know for
2: those of you that watch tv i know there are some people that will scold us when we talk about our tv shows (laughs) and they're like why would you watch (laughs) tv that's a waste of time you should be reading the like Medica. We're not getting we get yeah.
0: any time down. No,
2: right? look, some of us watch TV. For those of you that watch TV for entertainment or watch TV for educational purposes, you know, there's lots of good stuff that's on there, documentaries yeah. and stuff like that that could be learning, you know, type type situations if you don't want to be watching entertainment stuff. Yeah. In any case, I was skeptical about it mm-hmm. because it, they, they explained to me, oh, here's this service and it's like 60 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, yeah, you get all the cable channels, all of them. I'm like, all the okay. Channel. All right. And you get all the paid movie channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, well, whatever. So all of those free. And and I haven't tested this out yet, but I've been told that you yeah. can get pay-per-view events on there.
0: Well, and if you like the MLB TV and the NBA all TV, all the sports you have channels,
2: everything. N- it's NBA. like literally every channel and a lot of those channels are channels you would have to subscribe to in addition to yeah, your, your cable crazy. thing.
0: So however so, they did this and apparently it's legal It works.
2: We've <laughs> tested it. It works.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, cute, but the thing is for us, it gives us an opportunity to have our show on televisions and, and that's, and that's the
2: kicker for. because yeah. I, this show will eventually, hopefully I, the rumor has it, it could be as early as next month. Mm-hmm. You will be able to watch the Robert Scott Bell show uh, on your TV. Like, with your cable yeah we're going to be on that service so anyway if you guys are interested you want to save a few bucks on on the the cable bill that you're already paying Mm -hmm. uh check out the banner up in the upper right hand corner of robertscottbill.com and when you do that it also benefits us as well and helps
0: helps us support the show uh, support the show yeah. Maybe get, get on tv as well okay so, i'm gonna go, get april. april on the phone now. okay go get april on the phone uh super don thank you and i'll uh talk about some other things by the way every month trinity school of natural health a uh, new cycle of classes starts uh they of course uh sponsor the, the trinity health freedom expo uh, which is also virtual once a year as well as in person but the trinity School.org has also lectures on demand including my lecture on clinical homeopathy 101 plus clinical homeopathy 101 plus and uh, that's available for purchase. But again, the idea here is that you can get information in a direct way that's not really viable in terms of just going out and, and you know spewing it out there. In a, in a very formal manner, you can take classes, uh, become what we call it more of a traditional naturopath as well. Very affordable. You won't go into you know, massive debt like going into Flexner Report Medical Schools, even naturopathic schools now have uh, acquiesced to a lot of Flexner Report uh, training. That is moving away from natural medicine, in fact. And naturopaths that g- g- go through uh, the what we call the accredited schools will end up being able to vaccinate you. A naturopath, excuse Expl- ex- me, makes no sense. And even those naturopaths are coming to Trinity School of Natural Health to learn things they didn't learn in their school. So wherever background, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a layperson, you have access to information, and you could become that healer in your community. When we talk about overcoming limitations and challenges of a new or a different economy, not one that's uh, you know uh, put on, on our heads by, from above, but because we have the ability to care for one another, healers of any community are well cared for, and you'll be okay because everybody will need that kind of help. Uh, do we have April on the line? I believe we do. April! Yes, Robert. Yay, I can hear you. Fine. I'm sorry that we don't get your visual image other than your picture, but your picture is perfectly lovely and well-lit. And then no response. (laughs) What happened, Super Don? Where did she go? No. i forgot. I
2: forgot. I think I have to. Do I have to stay up? You have to stay on it, it looks like.
0: Yeah. It's been a while. Sorry, April. That wasn't your fault. Super Don uh, just dropped Really? It
2: shouldn't. I didn't think it would do that.
0: I don't know. But here we are. April, welcome back. I'm sorry for the the stops and starts to get you started, but it's so good to see you and hear from you. And I'm just excited to get an update. I know I've got a lot of things I previewed before you came on, so uh, I don't even know where you want to start.
4: Well, what did you talk about? Did you talk about the film or what was it that,
0: I I mean, I can start
4: wherever you'd like.
0: Yeah, I mentioned the film Spellers, it's called. And uh, this is fascinating because as I've learned about this, I don't know how new or old the technique is, but tapping into the brilliance and intelligence of these children who have been injured by vaccines and other things onto the autism spectrum. And they have a a great difficulty communicating in a way most of us are used to communicating. So for a long time, many people perceived that they were not smart for instance, but it turns out they're as smart as anybody or more so in fact, and this Spellers thing is pretty impressive.
4: Yeah. And it's, it's been around for a little bit. I mean, uh, speller spell to communicate is a fairly newer program, but it comes from another uh, program called RPM, which is Rapid Prompting Method, and uh, spellers uh, spell to communicate is kind of like an offshoot of that. Mm-hmm. So, what basically what we've figured out is that the brain has different parts of it, which actually, this isn't something that's new science. We've actually known for a long time that the cognitive part of our brain is not connected to, or is not the same as our motor cortex. And so we understand this because we see this through people who've had a stroke or like the example I like to give is like Stephen Hawkins, when he when he lost all motor control because he had ms we still knew that his cognitive ability was intact and actually if people go and watch the movie that they made about him the autobiography it was um it's a very similar method that they used initially before they had the technology to get him to because he was communicating um basically with eye gaze because that was all he really could control with his motor at the end of his life and so but they had the technology that he could point to letters um using his eye gaze, they could kind of sense what he was looking at. And then he used those to input into a computer and then that spoke for him. So, but before they had that technology, they were actually using letter boards similar to like what we do. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is basically, we're taking the burden off of their motor. They're still using a certain amount of motor, but they're using gross motor instead of fine motor, which is a lot more challenging for them. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we're able to teach them how to use these letter boards to communicate their thoughts and use purposeful communication. Because some of our um, spellers, and I, I hesitate to say kids because yeah.
0: many of them are adults going, when into. they learn this method. April, stand by. We got to take a quick break with our friends at bridey sure. and We're going to come back and get more about this. We'll also play the trailer for the documentary film spellers about this technique after this on the Robert C. I Bell show. Okay. we, we uh, This is break time for uh, bridey on, but all of our other uh, channels that watch us, we still are on April. And I, I just, Oh, actually okay. chat with you before we go back into the spellers discussion, which is fascinating to me and and ask in, in general sense, are you still in California and is it as crazy as we hear, or did you find a safe zone to be in away from Gavin Newsom? <laughs> um
4: yeah, I don't I don't have anything to do with Gavin Newsom. I stay pretty far from him. So it you know during the whole uh, COVID fovid event over the last couple of years it was pretty intense in certain areas like los angeles county was a no go zone the bay area was a nightmare cuz my parents are up there mm. so um i never went up there but from what i understood that that was pretty bad but um where we're at we're just a little bit north of la so it wasn't quite as bad and then there were areas like it, it was it was really fascinating to be honest because you could go into different counties and it was a completely different picture so mm-hmm. if you left LA County and you went into Orange County nobody was checking masks nobody was doing vaccine cards it wasn't even like that at all and you go into San Diego it was kind of like a mixture mm-hmm. I mean so it it you know there's safe zones you can find and it's still like that I mean I'm not really affected by a lot of it because I just sort of uh we're, you know, all my kids are homeschooled and everything, and so we don't really, we're not really mm. dealing with any of that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I don't know if it's as crazy as people. I mean, certainly there's a, mm. a really severe homeless problem. Certainly that there, there's people. Um, I mean, I haven't seen this, I haven't witnessed this, but I've heard of this happening. Where uh, in LA County and San Francisco, they can legally steal from stores and things like that. And I've heard of people being attacked and someone from my husband's work, one of his uh, uh, colleagues got attacked by a homeless person this way. They just kind of showed up and, you know, and they don't, they don't get any kind of um,
0: resistance, no resistance, or or, or no No persecutions. And I've heard a lot of retail establishments have just had to pull out, including major uh, multinational level, you know, kind of big box stores that said, we can't be here anymore. We can't. We can't. That's uh, right. All right, standby. We're coming back live yes. in ten seconds with our Brighteon TV, and we'll continue talking about spellers and <clears throat> Super Don. We'll get the uh, clip ready. Uh, that we'll show as well as we um, talk about this some more. Here we go. Three, two, one, and we're back. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on, and uh, we do our simulcast here with Brighteon TV once a week, and we are on two hours a day, Monday through Friday. We now have an additional uh a couple hours on gcn but also we're doing an additional live hour it looks like it's a new thing that, that superdon has instituted and uh, we also have a bonus round after the show so if you want to hang out come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen you can watch us live or later uh you can sign up for the newsletter by coming to robertscottbell.com and it's free to sign up or text my initials rsb to 22828 we're talking with my friend april bowden uh we've known each other for a lot of years and she's a a real just an amazing soul, a wonderful warrior for her children and, her, and particularly this child that had been injured into the autism spectrum severely and her journey. Now leading us to our discussion of this uh, documentary film Spellers, which we'll show you in a moment. But I'm curious a little bit more about uh, how you have interacted with this, because you said you have utilized this technique of, of spelling to communicate.
4: Yes, yeah. This is a really interesting story because Aiden, uh, when he was about six years old, he got involved in another really great program. Uh, there's that they do locally here in California is um, surf therapy, and some people may have heard of like surfers healing. There's a local group called a Walk on Water, and he, we started. I started taking him to these events where they would take kids with special needs and their siblings, and they would teach them how to surf, and. You know, it was a huge passion of his right from the start. And we met this guy named Pat Notoro. And he was one of the co-founders of this organization called A Walk on Water. And then after a few years of working with this group, Uh, Pat had left the organization, but he was really instrumental in like getting us involved in surfing and like he was really close to Aiden. They had just a nice bond with one another. And so, but we had kind of lost contact with him. And then fast forward, there was uh, this thing happened in 2020. Maybe you guys heard about it. And it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this big debacle, scam, nightmare, whatever you want to call it. And so here in California, we had a brief period where the beaches were actually shut down. And so for whatever reason, because science, I guess. Yeah. And so the beaches were shut down, right? <laughs> and so all the surf events.
0: I'm sorry, April. Can you imagine if Liam Sheff were alive today witnessing that? I think he oh left. my
4: God. <laughs> Robert, you don't know how many times I've thought about that. It's like, um, cause when Liam used to come to town and I would take, I would go pick him up and he'd always want me to take him to the store mm-hmm. and he'd go to Trader Joe's. And I thought, oh, a trip to Trader Joe's with him during 2020, 2021 uh, would have uh, been hysterical. Uh, I mean, it would have just been great. <laughs> I thought about that so many times. Like anytime I went to the store, I thought I wish Liam was here, yeah. but, um, yeah. So anyway, so we, um, So during the thing, they shut down the beaches and um, we had connected with Pat, Um, we had reconnected with him. We hadn't spoken to him in many years and he was, um, but he was still of course surfing and everything. And so we had connected with him to do, to run a couple of private surf lessons with Aiden once they reopened the beaches. And so in the summer of 2020, we did these lessons with Pat and Pat is also a film director. And so he says, well, I'm making this movie. didn't have a name yet, but he but he was telling me about it. And he said, it's produced by J.B. Hanley. And I've just, you know, gotten to see his son, uh, Jamie, on the spelling board. And he's, you know, saying these things and, it you know, it had me in tears. It's like I've, I've known him for years and I've never heard him express himself. And I didn't know J.B. personally. I knew of him, of course, from his advocacy work, but I didn't actually know him personally. I But I knew Pat and we both had this mutual friendship. Um, connection to pat and um aiden and pat have kind of like this soulmate thing going on they're just always reconnecting with each other in this way and so he um he said well i want to he was telling us about this film that he was directing and he said i want to send you down to oceanside california which is in san diego to meet this uh amazing practitioner don marie gave and and i and i said okay well that sounds good and you know, and then, uh, sure enough, like a few mo- a couple months later in October, he called me and he says, we're going to set you and Aiden down to Oceanside and we're going to post, put you in a hotel for a couple of days and we're going to make this documentary and we're going to film you guys. And so I was like, all right. And so we did it. And then it was, I mean, I won't give it away because you guys all have to see the movie. so yeah. You'll know what happened, but it basically changed our lives. And so that was pretty much, you know, it wasn't I could never look at Aiden the same again after I mm. saw him wow. spelling on a board. It was like, you know, mm. and I had always been a believer, like I always knew there was that he uh, was cognitively intact, but I didn't know how much the thing because right. when you can't express what you know, how are you supposed to, how are people supposed to know? So I always kind of figured he was somewhere, you know, in the, in the range of his age or he was kind of age appropriate, but we're finding that most of them, most of our spellers are actually far beyond. They're actually kind of like savants and,
0: uh, Dr. Batar would talk about these, these children that were most vulnerable to, to be driven into the autism spectrum that they had, uh, you know, specific brilliance about them, you know, that, uh, the damage that was done and i say this from a spiritual perspective i believe that they were it, that generation primarily not exclusively but primarily was you know utterly destroyed in their capacity to communicate what we expect to be normal communication because it would curtail their ability to i believe transform consciousness they were here to do something extraordinary now i believe they still are and maybe this technique yeah. will bring that ability back out for those that are still with us and um you know uh, super don is one of his grandkids on the spectrum and he talks about mm-hmm. uh, his grandson that way too It's like he's absolutely brilliant beyond his years you know you can tell the intelligence that's there uh, hey super D can you play that, yeah. that opening clip or that the trailer for uh, spellers documentary and then we'll talk about how we can watch it and then we'll also talk about April Bowden her book and, and and things that she's doing so uh, if you don't mind let's let that uh, let that rip on the uh, spellers documentary. <music>
3: There's never any doubt in my mind when someone walks into my room that they can and will spell for me. That they can and do want to learn. I'm going to teach you how to do something new, totally new, which may feel a little bit weird at first.
0: Autism can take you as a parent to a really dark place. The future is really, really scary. We had no real, reliable form of communication. But we had to just basically guess for 20 years. I lost hope that I would ever be enough for them. Are all the parents fools? Are we trying to live visual thinking? No.
3: I mean, what, what's anybody going to gain by this? There should
2: be research, academic literature, focus strictly, specifically on this area to help promote it.
4: We should have all been presuming competence in our kids, and we should have been encouraging them, telling them we knew that they were in there. It's time to shift that whole paradigm. There are 31 million non-speakers with autism in the world who are locked in a silent cage. My life will be dedicated to relieving them from suffering in silence, and to giving them voices to choose their own
1: way. Should schools choose to really work with a student's strong suit, autistics will become tomorrow's innovators and leaders. The average autistic child can read do math by age 4,
0: but can't show it? Imagine the difference we can make in the world if taught how we learn. how many how many families uh that have kids on the spectrum know about this or is this something that's still just eking out into the world uh and community?
4: It's still kind of just peeking out there's still some skepticism like you know whatever there always is whenever anyone's doing something innovative and new there i mean you know how it goes Robert it's like you just can't you just You just can't do something to help people without having other people say, we don't want you to help. You know, it's like, that's just always how it goes. But um, so there's a little bit of that resistance, uh, but, and people are still learning about it, you know, but it is growing. I mean, in my area, when I first started this, we had no practitioners. And now there's like, I already know like three practitioners and I'm doing the the practitioner training right now. So I'll be a practitioner in my area soon enough, like in the next six months. So it's um, I mean, it's an intensive program. We're very well trained. We work really hard in doing this. It's not like, you know, it's for uh, it's not like it's just a, you know, a few weeks. I mean, we work on this for six to nine months, really training, and we have to work with um, several different clients and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's an intensive program, but we um, I'm seeing that it's growing. And I think most of the parents you know, I mean, every, all the parents really, they want this for their kids. They want this because we want to really know them. We want to know Mm -hmm. what they, I mean, we can try to guess based on their body language or, you know, the things that they, if some of them are able to communicate through speech, it's very limited. So this is um, allowing us to open up a whole new world and access just their thoughts and feelings and, uh, and what they really, Mm Want April. and like. I mean, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Can you, can you share something between you and Aiden that you're comfortable with, your son, about when he was tapping into this speller's c- c- capacity, right, to, to communicate? Mm-hmm. What he maybe related to you that you had no idea that you were shocked by learning from your own son, who at that point you didn't have this capacity yeah, to communicate yeah. in this way? Yeah.
4: yeah. There was, um, I mean, there was a, quite a few things. There was one moment where, um, it was early in his spelling and we had gone to visit his, uh, his grandparents in Lake Havasu and, uh, he kept jumping on the couch on the bed with his grandma. And she asked me to come in and bring his letter board so I could, uh, see if there was anything he was trying to tell her. So I came in there and I, um, and I brought in, you know, the board and we started talking and then, um, I had, she had kind of just asked basic questions like, well, how was your trip and such and such. And he answered those questions. And then I, I took the board away and I could see he wanted to say more. So I said, oh, okay, what do you you want to say? And he had, he, he just spelled out RIP Kamala, which was his aunt, you know, my, his grandmother's daughter who had passed away a few years earlier. And so it was just completely surprised Mm -hmm. all of us. I mean, clearly he knew that you know, his aunt had passed away, but just that he, it was this beautiful kind of empathy. He wanted to share that. And it's like, wow. uh, You know, I, we see that a lot from our kids. They're just very empathetic, almost uh, like earth angels. Right. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, And, and who knew that they had this? I mean, maybe some people described it and felt it, but to have them be able to then bring it out Uh, in this way. I'm fascinated by this. I can't wait to see the film. Now, is this available to watch already? Spellers?
4: No, uh, the first, no, it's going to be premiered at the Phoenix film festival uh, March 31st. Uh, It's going to show uh, there's four showings, March 31st, the first, this, and then I think two on the second. So uh, you have to go to Phoenix if you want to see it. Um, at the end of march and then after that we're going to be uh, doing private screenings across the globe so there's going to be a big international screening on april 30th so you want to go to the spellers website and find out if there's going to be one in your area or if you'd like to host one in your area that we're they're still kind of looking to have as many people host them as possible and there's information on how to do that so you got to go to the spellers movie website for that information i don't have all that but um but yeah i mean there should be some wherever you're at. Cause they're, po- they're cropping up day and day, day after day. So, and that is going to be a big splash on April 30th, but it can be other, there might be other dates as well.
0: Okay. Well, in the meantime, I don't want people to wait, obviously share the trailer. We just played it uh, and, and tap into this. You mentioned that you're going to be part of the coaching uh, group uh, you're training for, for practicing uh, on your website, aprilboden.com Oh, uh, by the way, April's name is spelled wrong. According to Versteen, uh, I don't know what name she's reading and where, uh, but hi, V, uh, one of our gr- great friends and your great friends uh, who we got to hang out with a lot together is just texting me <laughs> right now as we're on the air.
4: Oh, <laughs> that you- yeah.
0: AprilBowden.com. I mean, I'm, on, I'm on the right re- website, so I don't know. Super Don, check in the notes if there's anywhere that is a misspell. We want to make sure people can access April's website properly. Uh, but I see you got health coaching already there. Um, you've got something I, yeah. I want to talk to you about the Michael Chronicles as well, uh, in addition. And, mm-hmm. and, but before we go to question questions, how do people find somebody that's working with this spelling technique of communication with those on the spectrum?
4: Yeah. You want to go to, I it's called, I, uh, hyphen A S C that's the, I ask website. And you'll be able to find practitioners. There's a There should be a locator on there that shows you where to find a practitioner in your area if you want to. And then people can contact me as well if they have questions about it because I'm not a practitioner yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm more than happy to set up 15-minute free consult if anyone wants to you know, just come in and ask questions about what this is or how to get connected to someone in their area. And oh, you can I'm- also go to um, spellers.com, which is... Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Marie and uh, Dana Johnson, who's a practitioner from uh, Florida, have joined forces to create kind of like a, it's, I mean, I'm taking the practitioner's training, which is sort of like a bachelor's degree, and they've set up a, like a higher echelon one that's just kind of like a master's degree. And so they have uh, sort of very highly trained practitioners who are um, very experienced, and they're you can go to their website as well and see if you can find. They also run intensive programs, so if you wanted to just like go to Oceanside for the weekend yeah. or for like a a week long, you can set that up.
0: Okay, I, I want to make sure I have this. You said I dash A S C. Yes. org or dot com or dot net.
4: Uh, I think it's dot com, okay. but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Just just. Plug into your search engine, I ask, and it it's should be I ask.
0: instead of I-A-S-K. Right. Okay. I just want to, That's because right. I don't think I had that up, and I, I want to make sure we can load it up. International Association for Spelling is Communication. All right. So it's I ASC.org. In case it's in the notes, I apologize right. already, Super Don. I'm not, uh, but I want to make sure that the resources are available uh, to everybody that wants to tap into this before the movie is available for wider release. Uh, which looks like it will be a little bit before that happens. All right. So uh, tell me about your uh, book, part one here, book one, The Michael Chronicles. This sounds like a, a fascinating read. Is it, is it kind of in the realm of fiction based on a lot of fact?
4: Yes, exactly. It's a teen kind of young adult, teen to young adult adventure story that is a, surrounding Michael, who is non-speaking. And it just it takes place in the early 90s. So uh, this isn't so this is before Spell to Communicate. And he's um, and just talks about his journey and how he's uh, dealing with it before he has the ability, but he does through kind of happenstance his his older brother and his brother's best friend sort of figure out that he can spell and it kind of cha- takes them on this adventure because he's sort of gathering intel into this organization that um, they refer to as the big building because it's a small town and there's this big building that's kind of doing bizarre nefarious things hmm. and so Michael's sort of gathers intel because he's Uh, No one kind of suspects him. Everybody underestimates him. And through this, he can communicate this to his brother and his and his brother's friend. And then they're doing this uh, deep dive investigation into kind of what's going on at this place and they have some kind of weird connection with the local hospital and things like that so it's sort of like a mystery adventure but it's for hmm. young it's you know surrounding these young people so i kind of look at it like i i've described it as kind of like an edgier version of the goonies but with a okay. non-speaking protagonist
0: oh wow you know? i like it now when you were yeah. writing this did you think about the audience that would read it were you're targeting like these these uh teens young adults or, or who would you say would uh really enjoy and dig this and just not want to put it down
4: Well, I really wanted a hero for the non-speakers. I wanted somebody that, that was kind of looked like them and sound and was, and, but it was also somebody who was going out and having adventures and like mixing it up and getting into things. And also just to show the internal uh, world that goes on, which is basically that of a typical teen, you know, internally he's, he's typical, but he, he can't you know, communicate the same as his peers. Mm. So once he's able to communicate, then we, we get to see kind of a little bit more about him, but even it's written in the first person. So you get a lot of insight into who he is and what he can see and what he knows versus what he can express. And so uh, I I wanted the non-speakers to have kind of a, but I think anybody who reads it, I've so far, I've found people from very different Kind of uh, almost everybody has a different take, like in that they either see it as sort of like, um, uh, you know, uh, like a neurodiversity thing or they see it as kind of like a, a, you know, or they like it just for the action adventure part of it. So, I mean, it's it'll be fun for anybody. And I think, you know, because I wanted to make it fun. I didn't want it to make it preachy or, you know, political or anything like that. Sure.
0: Has Aiden been able to read it?
4: Aiden started, re- you know, he's read parts of it. He hasn't yeah. finished it, but I do want his, I do want his review. Yeah. So I've asked him to do it, you know, but I have to be careful cause I don't, sure. I, I, uh, I, it's, it's tempting to make, uh, to start becoming a stage mom and yeah. go, Aiden, you know, you have to go and speak at these Q and A's and how to do this and that. And so, but he's, so I'm just letting him, try these things out and then he can, you know, but he said, yes, he would love to do a review. So Great. I'm looking forward to that. That's
0: awesome. And by the way, thank you. V. super Don corrected the spelling April's in there just, just right. But we did fortunately have the link to your website, correct. And that's where you can find uh, the Michael Chronicles available as well as one of the tabs at the top of the page at aprilbowden.com. Uh, uh, so are you, this is a question. Are you going to be at the uh, Speller's premiere in in uh, Arizona?
4: Yes, I will be there uh, all three days. So Great. I have, yes. I And I don't know what the setup is, like if we're going to do Q&A afterwards. I think so. Um, but I'm pretty sure that, and so then Aiden being one of the star cast members yeah. probably will be involved with that. Wow. Because there's eight of them and he's one, he's, I believe the first uh, in the film. So yeah, so they can, they can, if they come to the Phoenix Film Festival, they can meet us, and I will have copies of the book there. So if anyone wants to get one from me while I'm there, or they want me to sign one for them, I can do that. Yeah. Um, there's no vending, so I won't be selling them. I'll just be kind of giving them away. Okay. And um, and right now too, um, they can get the book. Um, they can go on Amazon and order the ebook. For three dollars, and they can order the print book for six dollars. These prices won't last. I'm, wow. this is I'm not making any money on these prices. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So if they, so this is this is a, a a Robert Scott Bell show exclusive. So anybody wants to go there right now, um, they can pre-order the ebook and it will be delivered to their Kindle by the 23rd. And if they uh, order the book, the print book, it's available right now. So that take like two or three days to deliver. And it's only $6.
0: But that, so I mean, isn't postage, this will go up well, because. Doesn't postage cost $6. The postage to send the book. I mean, that's like you're going in the hole to get the book out. That's, I don't want you to suffering.
4: That's right. I no, 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 no. no. I'm not. I mean, I don't make a profit, but I'm not losing anything either on that. But so it's, you know but I'm not I'm just want to give everybody the opportunity to go out and check it out and then hopefully um if they like it they can write a review
0: oh that'd be great so y'all do that three bucks for the Kindle six bucks for the actual book that's amazing also you can sign up uh, for the newsletter from April Bowden site com and get plugged into all that she's doing which is extraordinary I noticed you got a ta- tab on uh, homeschooling as well uh and your blog I mean you've been at so many things for so many years you've seen so much you've you've witnessed and written about and cataloged it. You've, uh, you've done podcasts with V as well together. And uh, I mm-hmm. mean, just your bright light, you know, and you've been through so much uh, to now come across the Spellers thing. I'm so excited about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much amazing. And, you know, and you guys heard the story, it was like sort of this divine intervention that we ended up there and, uh, just through our mutual connection with pat and so i mean aiden has a really strong connection to him and and is very grateful and he's and the other thing about the spellers is that is so extraordinary is that they um they they don't really mostly they don't we don't see a lot of like anger or bitterness about the fact that people didn't really Uh, uh, that people underestimated them for so long, there's a lot of gratitude of just that you know, well, I have it now. I can, I can express myself Mm -hmm. now. And that's really all that matters. And so it's pretty amazing. And, and uh, you know, they, when I asked Aiden, when he was starting to learn how to read, he said he could read when he was three. And I knew by the time he was five that he could read, I could tell, but I mean, when I would tell people that he could read, Uh, no one believed me. And it's kind of this amazing thing that, um, I was reading when I was, by the time I was five, I was, I actually, I was reading before I started kindergarten. I was like, not even before. I, I think I was like four when I started kindergarten, but I don't remember how or why I learned to read. I just yeah. did. And no one ever questioned it. Right. right. No one ever asked me why I could read, but, um, but these kids, people question it. They go, well, how do they learn how to read? And mm-hmm. so one of the things that's so fascinating to me about this is that not only is it changing the way we see this thing that they called autism or the the autism spectrum, but it's also changing, like for me anyway, how we view um, how we yeah. learn. Like, I mean, how do how do people really learn? I mean, is it really just that we we've been kind of trained to believe that we have to sit in front of a desk or in front of a you know yeah, a whiteboard? No, there's so that there's a teacher and the teacher writes things. Yeah. On by us. the
0: way, uh, you know, we talk about old dogs and new tricks. I just April, you'll appreciate this. It's like maybe we're getting through to old people. Uh, headline reads here, Older Americans reject more vaccines, opt instead for natural healing, according to a report. It says a majority of unvaccinated adults uh, 40 and over would refuse these jabs. The trust has eroded, says one doctor. So we are finally seeing uh, the collapse of the illusion. And I think COVID accelerated. Of course, you know, uh, being a mom of a child, uh, you know, yeah. that you've been through and many of your um, warrior moms have seen this for decades now. But now the general public is now uh, broader perspective going, uh-uh, no more. And these doctors saying, uh, "I uh, we were lied to, we were all duped about them. I'm grateful that they're here with us yeah. now. I'm not going to condemn them if they do the right thing, repent and do the right thing, which is what I'm seeing some of this happening. And uh, I don't know that I envisioned we would see this so quickly, but that's what COVID accelerated.
4: Yeah, they overplayed mm-hmm. their hand on that one, I think. You know, And because they didn't have that, that mRNA technology was so rushed to you know i mean as part of why i think they they did what they did because i don't know um if you remember but many years before covid happened i had written an article about mrna technology Mm -hmm. and i had um and said you know this was going to be uh tried they were going to try to use kind of a um uh, an international mm-hmm. mandate to get this yeah. pushed through because they had to, in order to get, because all of the pre uh, animal trials were so terrible. And I'm sure you guys talked about this a bunch oh, of times, yeah. but um, yeah. So it's like, um, but I really think that it was just sort of overplayed. I don't think that they succeeded as, you know what, I think uh, it kind of showed their if, failures. April,
0: the irony is if they had kept calling it a gene therapy, sure. A lot m- fewer people would have taken it but they wouldn't have had the blowback onto the entire vaccination paradigm. But because they insisted on calling yeah. the vaccine, it, they blew it. It's like now the doctors are going beyond COVID going back and going, Oh my gosh, the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. And not all of them were there right, right away, but they're now seeing it. Uh, April, God bless you. Love to you, Aiden, your whole family. And I can't wait to see you again sometime, hopefully soon, but we're about out of time on our writing um podcast simulcast today but thanks for introducing us to the movie and i can't wait to see it as well as hopefully everybody can get there and see it in phoenix for the premiere
4: yeah i hope you can and then if you know and like i said if not then uh just try to find a local listing
0: yeah we've got, area. Area they should we got be a on. bonus round coming up i started to interrupt we got to go power to heal is yours All right, back, I, I, I think back, Super Don, to all of the journeys and the years we've been on it when I, you know, so I was <laughs> reunite with someone like April who's seen, wow, so much and been here for so long uh, and, yeah. and with her journey. Gosh, you know, and, and I, I can't help but reminisce about Liam, you know, anytime I know April and V and others that, you know, we're all hanging out together and no. having adventures at the Health Freedom Expo and beyond. And uh, just, we're still here, you know, many of us are still here. And have seen through this a long time, and I think in, in, in seeing what April's doing with becoming, you know, one of the coaches, if you will. I don't know if that's the right term, but in terms of the spellers and helping the community out, helping so many out. Yeah, t- not everybody's time is done. There's a lot more to do, and I'm grateful that we're still here doing it.
2: Indeed. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's right. I know you're distracted. I was watching the, the feed there. Making sure everything's going okay, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Threw me off a little bit there. I'm still not 100% on the whole phone call setup thing yeah. and stuff well, was, because it's,
0: you it's different. It right. but. Yeah, but you had one blip on that. That was not bad. Uh, yeah. I just You know, sometimes it's difficult when we, we sometimes <laughs> get lucky when we can't test with someone. But with uh, April's browser, whatever, it didn't work. So thankfully, yeah. we have the backup. And that was due in large part to the extra support we get from our patron supporters uh, that allowed us to upgrade our our boards, uh, and you know, and, and Jonathan Mord was part of that as well. We have our next AMA coming up, uh, less than, well six days from now, Saturday the twenty fifth of Correct. March. Our Zoom AMA will be noon Eastern, nine AM Pacific. Uh, so looking forward to that, and then when next week's going to get crazy as we start the busy travel season. I don't think I think I'm only home one weekend in April. Speaking about that, uh, the month, really? of April, yeah. Uh, and it's the one where we have that uh, one of the events. It's a local event. So I'm home, but not home. So it's going to be a, a wild one. <laughs> I just got to, I'm trying to get all my workouts in. So I'm strong enough to make it through, man. It's going to be crazy. And you know, it was funny at the last uh, E-Mort event in Arizona. I don't know. Did I tell this story on the air? I get a text from uh, Jonathan's wife, Cheryl saying, Hey, the hotel says you haven't checked out yet. You know, and I was already at home. I was like, what do you mean? I haven't checked out yet. I flew home already. I'm uh, what are you talking about? No, they say there's uh, you know, there's clothes still there and everything. I'm like, but I packed everything up. What are you talking about? And I just kept, I was puzzled by this. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, and suddenly it was like one of those, oh crap moments. <gasps> I forgot to open the closet and take out my sport coat, my two nice shirts that I was wearing. So yes. indeed I had forgotten them. And I think Cheryl arranged for someone to pick them up and I'll, I said, I, I need them by the time I go to the next events in Virginia. So whether you send them to me or just have them for me when I get there, that's fine. But I felt like a real senior moment. I was like, I was so careful. I remembered everything except the clothes in the closet. Except that. Yeah. Anyway, I was so proud of myself until I wasn't.
2: (laughs) It happens.
0: Yeah. So we have some good comments in the chat room today. Uh, my favorite comment thus far has to be if not that I'm playing favorites. Uh super D dressed as a nun spanking RSB. This show is making some changes. What? That was from Michael Bolden. <laughs> you know, when you were talking about me pressing the buttons and you needed a ruler, to, to Dude, you
2: hand. did not have to take it that far.
0: Well, he, that's Michael Bolden. He's laughing all the way. Yes. That was very yes. funny. It made me laugh too. Uh, Kevin's in the audience. We had some other funny comments. Chris says RSB. Now that you'll be on cable TV, you can announce you're not an MD doctor, but you, you like to talk about those who play them on TV, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that Q streaming thing, it's going to help us to to actually be on cable television uh, so we can expand our outreach. And so that's another reason why for 59 Are we one, ready
2: for cable TV? Uh, I don't
0: know. Is cable TV ready for us? We've always been saying we're kind of Wayne's Worldy, so maybe. Yeah. Why not?
2: That's more like an,
0: what is that? Public access. A public channel. access. Yeah. yeah. It's technically cable, but public access. Do they still
2: have, they don't even have, obviously they don't because it's all digital now, but
3: yeah.
2: I mean, what's the equivalent of public access now? I don't know.
3: I don't know. Everybody's,
0: Everybody's got access to the air, sort of. Yeah. Uh, do we have a Bolden on? Is it, is it our Friday coming up every other Friday? I, I'm thinking it's been two weeks. So yeah. you know, We kind Friday. of fell
2: out of that, but um, as usual, it's like, we just we're just constantly booked up, so let's do it. Let's do it on the thirty first, Friday the thirty first. If oh wait a minute, you're going to be on the road. Can we still do have have him on? Or I not? think
0: so. I mean, I'll be I'll be broadcasting live from before the event. So Michael, I'll, let me
2: know because on the calendar, thirty first is wide open. Um, let me know if thirty first will work for you, and we'll we'll put you. In well, the what
0: do we have this Friday? Ashley Gunders?
2: Gunderson and Doug Hines with their their new book that's come out. Okay. And then we got Doug Doug Fletcher and Brian
0: Jones. Oh, right. We're doing some uh, good timing for spring uh, planning to get the flick. Yeah. Good stuff, you know.
2: So 31st. Let me know if that works for you, and I'll put you on the calendar.
0: Leslie says she won't be there. Oh, Leslie. Won't be where? I don't know. To watch us on Friday live. You have to catch it later, then.
2: Yeah, catch the replay.
0: Catching, oh, a birthday party for your 17-year-old. Good Lord, one of your kids is 17? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. My gosh. I just saw my, my daughter has on Friday to do her. She has to defend her. What do they call Senior thesis. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be during the show. I want to see if they can change it because I want to see it. Otherwise, we'll have to get it live streamed or somehow because I don't want to miss it. She's been working all year on that. That's going to be cool.
2: Defend her thesis.
0: Huh? Yeah. Senior thesis. Yeah. She's got to do a oral presentation when they do that. As well, not just submit it. It's like twenty nine pages long. I said, "How long is supposed to be?" Twenty, overachiever.
2: <laughs> just like your dad.
0: She went for it. Yeah.
2: All right. Bolden says he's he wasn't scheduled for this week. It would be the thirty first. So yes, oh, I'm the thirty first. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. All right. So you'll be uh, support Hour
2: two on the thirty first. Putting you
0: down right now. Okay. I'll be in Virginia, so we'll get updates from the road as well. So that'll be cool. What does Bolden think about hitting Las Vegas in September? I know it's still hot, but uh, that'll be fun to see. So I don't have an event in LA at the moment. So I miss you there. I don't know. Uh, all right. April was great once we got the, the things set down. And Sally Saxon was wonderful with her new book as well. I, I love uh, the topics we got to cover today. Uh, it was very good. and I'm glad you're back safe and sound. I, I just for me, the highlight was learning that you when your wife drives, you're like the the nervous guy normally it's not normally it's not
2: that way. and yeah. I don't know what, what what clicked yeah, I mean, it just gosh, it just seemed like it was going so fast, and I'm just like, uh, you know you don't want to like really say something to be like mm-hmm. you know scolding or or negative or something like that. So you know, I was trying to just keep it in, but. You know, it was like these, these, these curves and there's like no guardrail and it's like cold, but it wasn't like icy, but still it was kind of rainy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, um, I, there was a, a lot of, uh, a lot of stressful energy that was expelled during that part of the drive. I was just like, yeah,
0: Whoa. hey, I, I just, I sent you a, a clip, apparently it's was a live clip after being called out by a quote unquote comment Fauci admits the flu disappeared during COVID. Um, and I just found it, I think it's on, it's a Twitter clip, like somebody's got it and I'd love okay. to see it. Any kind of guy that can humiliate Fauci and make him admit something he doesn't want to admit. Let me send this to you direct message.
2: Um, you know what? I saw the link that you sent me, Okay. But what it made me, it, it, it wouldn't let me. Just yeah,
0: this one, it. this one I'm sending yeah. you, get you right to the clip. Okay. Uh, hopefully this will, that'll work for you uh and if we can play it that'd be amazing if not no worries but i i haven't seen it yet but it sounds like it's fun just some guy going yeah right fauci uh-huh and this and this and this and then he has to admit it like oh that's good
2: i don't know if there's any i don't know i'm just going to assume that it's okay as far as uh, language goes so give me just a second here and i'll
0: play it. okay no worries Uh, Let's see, what else is going on? Remember the RSB15 code for Nutritional Frontiers? You can get double dip on the sale items, including the inner DMG lozenges that I'm taking every day because we can't escape glyphosate, even if we're all organic. Uh, The Folium PX, the three-pronged system. That's the Folium and the Folium Immuno and the Folium Relax. And that's what got my mom dancing again. And so I'd love everybody to reach out to uh, Babri, especially – Uh, If you think about the government's admitting sheepishly a little bit at a time that the dioxin uh, spill ultimately is pretty bad, and I think it's worse than we think. Uh, And I'm just saying, counter it. I don't want you to live in fear, but I want you to have tools to counter it, to address the exposure, to not be destroyed by it. And things like foliumpx.com have uh, support to recover, help you recover from that. Uh, We also have on the side of the the page, there's a foliumpx banner as well. Um, we have the uh, Pure Body Extra, uh, the Advanced uh, Cellular Detox as well. That's another thing, the Fulvic Minerals and things like that. So there's a number of tools we have here at robertscabell.com. You can click on and and uh, get plugged in. Mm-hmm.
2: Make sure that you go to the page that we've got there. Under, along the top there, you go all the way to the right where it says more. and In the drop-down uh, menu, you want to pick advertiser discount codes because – I would say most of of yeah. the, uh, the the companies that we uh, are affiliated with yeah. have discount codes. So mm-hmm. why pay the full price when you can get yeah. 20% off, a, right?
0: All of them are listed there. So, yeah, very cool. All
2: right. So th- s- set this up again. What is this video of?
0: Well, apparently it's uh, a kind of a, I'd say a man on the street interview, but it looks like the guy's just leaning out of his front door and he's being interviewed or asked questions, or he's asking questions, he's interacting with Fauci and apparently brings up, you know, the disappearance of the flu during COVID. Hey, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know the details of it, but I'm curious All right. it looks like an interesting opportunity. We'd we are this. we're,
2: we're going to hear this for the first time, uh, both of us are. So here is the video, apparently, Anthony Fauci with Joe Q Public.
1: People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up, taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to but create doctor, vaccination. Doctor, well, it, it, used years, yeah. it used to, it used you know to how, take years. Okay, it used to take how? You know how many years we're invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not quickly. enough. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, wow, as close wow. as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it lot thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country wow. and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much more though. serious than the flu. Right? Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually too. Yeah. You, you know, know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 that Americans. Well, you, well, that, well, the, the number that you are given that died, that's that, once again, that's you all's number. You got passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All so right. when you, because when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Wow. It is something going on. It is something else right. going but on. You're right. But I'm glad millions of people, like me and most everybody here, didn't get an. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that's, I won't well, well, keep okay, you it's anymore. It's okay because my, my, uh, my, my incentive, y'all, campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's no, all I, it is.
0: Who is that guy? Dude, we need to. He get, look at him. He's using hand sanitizer because he might have shaked his hand. Wow. Dude, that was interesting. Mm. That cool? I want to get him on the show. I don't know who he is, but <laughs> he was great. He didn't back down. Yeah. And his friend going, I was vaccinated. Spouting the party line and getting paid to do it. Conflicts of interest again. Mm. Utah Safe and Effective, question mark. Have you seen the film yet? Go to utahsafeandeffective.org and share so it. So it
2: looked like it was like some kind of community organizer type Thing where they were yeah. going door to door trying to, yep. uh, you know, give people vaccines. Yep. Uh, and he turned it down, and it ended up on camera, and somehow ended up on Twitter. That's awesome. That was good.
0: And yeah. he's like, he was right at the end. The fear. It's fear. It's fear. Yeah. Where and, and and Fauci admitted no one died from flu like last year. Like that's that was interesting too. Wait, what a second. Well,
2: but yeah, he's just you know what his explanation would be. We'll see. That shows you that mass work.
0: Yeah, twenty to thirty thousand, right. and then none. Right. right? Yeah, we saved saved
2: twenty to thirty thousand people last year who didn't get the flu because uh, people six hundred
0: thousand. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got no. I got no nice things to say about Fauci. By the way, you know, I wanted to use the R word on on Dick Durbin. You remember when he said, "I just got diagnosed and tested positive, and I'm I'm following CDC guidelines." I wanted to call him a retard, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. But I just I'm just saying that's what I wanted to do. Uh, because I think it's more appropriate because his functional thought, thoughts are not happening. Not, right. not critical at all. Anyway, but I didn't. <laughs> I,
2: I noticed that, yeah. yeah. I noticed that.
0: You censored yourself. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, what else is going on in the chat room?
2: Uh, Leslie says, I think we all knew uh, what you wanted to call him. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah leslie yeah. knew all right i didn't have to say what i wanted to call them. well i feel better now saying what i wanted to call them out loud i just do
2: the r word
0: mm-hmm.
2: you ever see that movie tropical thunder
0: tropic thunder yeah or
2: tropic thunder yeah we're yeah. uh what was his name that was playing the black guy? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey in, Jr. In, in he was, brown play, face. Right? right. He was yeah. telling the, uh, it was, you know, well, whatever. Brown face, black face, same thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was telling Ben Stiller's character, you don't ever go fool retard. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, Man, that was so politically incorrect. and it
2: could, Oh, even Robert Downey Jr. has said that there's no way that, that,
0: that could he could have done made. that
2: movie now. Yeah. Um, but you know, you notice nobody tried to cancel him over that. Yeah. Strangely enough. Right. They'll cancel everybody else, but, but not that I'm looking for him to get canceled, but
0: no, it's it, interesting
2: it, it, how he dodged the bullet on that situation.
0: Well, and the thing is, it, it obviously was a fictional movie and it was playing. I mean, it was everything yeah. about it was designed. in But a there are other way.
2: people that have, I mean, you know, it did, didn't matter.
0: How is it that, uh, uh, Trudeau didn't get canceled for doing blackface?
2: uh i don't know to be honest with you i'm not sure he's a lib so
0: there you know, you question. You same answer. thing with
2: jimmy kimmel yeah jimmy kimmel I mean, did did a did a a comedy bit he yeah. was who's he trying to be he was, he was he was trying to be a a basketball player carl malone or something like that i think yeah. uh and and he was in blackface for a comedy bit he didn't get canceled
0: yeah, interesting cuz he's got the right politics apparently.
2: I guess he's got the right card. Uh, he, he's carrying dude. the right card.
0: Our buddy Chris and, is asking about the streaming on QTV is there a fee? I I don't know that there's a fee. I think if if you're uh, already I'll
2: I'll tell you notified? on with the QTV and listen, I it's it's one of those things where it's like I didn't even want to talk about it until I had a chance to really like look at it cuz it yeah. was there was it just didn't make sense to me. I'm like how can I pay $20 less? Mm-hmm. than what I'm paying now. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually more than that, because I I have Hulu. Yeah. But I've also got Netflix and Disney mm-hmm. and AMC Plus And, and yeah. I, I, you know, like several other ones too. So mm-hmm. I, you know, for TV, for like all the channels, because my, my kids use it, my grandkids, you know, and also we share off the record. We, we yeah. share like, you know, the accounts amongst each other and stuff. Um. So I,
0: family honestly,
2: shit. I'll bet you I'm paying 140 bucks a month for, for TV. Yeah. Uh, with this, it's 59 99 mm-hmm. and I've gone through and I've tested all this stuff. The only thing I haven't had a chance to test yet is a pay-per-view, which blows my mind. But all of the things that I am paying extra for to subscribe to, it's all included. In yeah, but
0: those, those sports channels that I mentioned are working. Like you, knew, you need to yeah. pay for MLB. You need to pay for NBA
2: or yeah, yeah NFL Red Zone. I mean, it's not it's on, now, there. but it shows up on there. That, you yeah. know, that's one of my things. Yeah, um, Disney Channel. You know, all of the those things, it's yeah. all there for fifty nine oh. ninety nine. I'm just like
0: save big bucks and then help support us to have our show on cable TV.
2: It's crazy. And, and one thing that we haven't tried out yet, but uh, they're, they're going, they have available something cl- like a, like a fire stick, you know, like one of those things, it's like a USB or no, it's a HDMI thing
0: yeah. that you
2: plug into your smart TV. Mm-hmm. And apparently it comes with a remote control. I think you've ordered one. Yeah. You haven't gotten it yet, but it's, it's, it's just a thing. You can just plug into your TV and use the remote control and watch all the channels. It's, yeah.
0: just,
2: it's pretty crazy.
0: Again, if, you, if you're already doing it, save a bunch of money and help support the Robert Scott Bell Show another way. To yep. you know, kind of do it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting what they're developing here. Anyway, and we'll and
2: we'll be on it too. Which you know, yeah, that's a bonus too. I still don't know how that's going to work. I'm.
0: Oh, hey, gonna, we're confirming a cardio miracle webinar this week, Thursday,
2: Thursday the twenty third, this coming Thursday uh, at six p.m. Mountain Time. So 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m.
0: Eastern time. Eastern time. We haven't done one in a while, and there's some new information. I'll have an
2: email going out.
0: Yeah, I'm going to just look here and see.
2: And Uh, I think this one here, Elizabeth uh, from Carnio America was telling me that the the topic about this is going to be something about PTSD. PTSD,
0: Yeah, there's research coming out in regards to nitric oxide and the impact on the brain, the nervous system related to uh, PTSD. So I've just got information uh, Stan sent me. That I'm going to be reviewing so there's again new new benefits that we're learning all the time so a new angle that we haven't covered on uh, nitric oxide production endogenously so if you're not already doing the uh, cardio miracle another reason to do it uh, so uh, I've got to download this thing so I'll have it ready and reviewed by Thursday so we, I guess we'll send out an email for people to sign up yep it's free we'll to watch it. yeah okay I just downloaded that very good All right, what else we got? Uh, anything else in the chat room before we wrap up today from the bonus round?
2: Um, I don't think so.
0: What's it, huh? All right, we got quiet.
2: That's it. I know. Just because so, you didn't say anything.
0: Tuesday show, Super Don shows up as a nun with a ruler.
2: Yeah, that won't happen. make things
0: interesting. No, he's not. It's not Halloween. For I you.
2: I do. I left my nun costume uh, mm. at the cleaners. Yeah, I do not have. I, I will not be dressing as a nun. It'd be, it be might be kind of funny,
0: actually. Yeah, I think I there do. is some kind of semi DVR option. I haven't learned it yet. We're learning about it too, but there's a way to record or or you know plan for things. So anyway. yeah, Ke-
2: Kevin's a little more well versed on that than we are. He knows a little bit more of the ins and outs. I'm learning it as we go yeah. along here. Um, but I mean, pff, yeah, for, for me, it's like, especially if I get that stick thing that you stick mm-hmm. it into the TV.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like, why, why pay more? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense.
0: I mean, right. that's, that's right. an
2: incredible price
0: mm-hmm. for that's what you're, I mean, it, that, for yeah. what you're getting. It's, it's just, very it's, it's, disruptive in a good way. Hopefully it's, it, it makes it, <laughs> we want to it, succeed. So Leslie's got to head out. She's going to finish editing her podcast episode, her stay at home mom Episode next episode yeah. of the Apple podcast network. And okay. she's bringing it everybody loves Leslie, she's amazing. Yep. Yeah,
2: all right. Well, we will be back tomorrow. Um, did we go over what's coming
0: up tomorrow yet? Uh, I don't think we mentioned tomorrow. No, time.
2: Brian Festa will be joining us in uh, our one. We haven't had him on in a while.
0: Yeah, we've had Brian on before.
2: Um, yeah. and well, yes, and then Stephanie Ray. Now, what do you know about Stephanie Ray? Um, Stephanie Ray,
0: she's also done done a lot with Trinity. So she's another bright light going out in the world and succeeding, which I I love sharing those success stories with everybody. So you know, you go to Trinity School of Natural Health, you come out, and you've got a way to to make a living, to to care for your family, and that's it, awesome. So.
2: Stephanie is the March graduate spotlight for mm-hmm. Trinity School of Natural Health.
0: Yeah. So, I'm excited. Right, cool. for that. That's going to be fun. So, y'all tune in tomorrow. Share the show. Share the documentary. tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, it's a different guest, isn't it? Are you tomorrow. a hick now? <laughs> T- <laughs>
2: tomorrow.
0: Y'all. I can, I can tomorrow, y'all. Y'all, come on. I'm Southerner at heart. <laughs> y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs> you better be in a nun outfit. Tomorrow. <sighs> oh, good lord anyway a little, a hoity-toity uh, intellectualism hee-haw uh, like. everybody hee-haw thank all you right. all for being here god bless you see you tomorrow god will less than 22 hours from now